0: This is. Marking out pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out y'all. Marking out pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out y'all. Fred like this. Pro wrestling talk pro wrestling
1: fans. We marking out y'all. marking out. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We
2: is this thing on? Testing? Testing? Do you hear this lovely voice? This very feminine voice to you, some of you fans? That's right. I am making a special guest appearance on this week's episode of Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. I really haven't missed saying this. But anyway, you can listen to this and all past episodes because the Wolfpack players have been doing a AJ Styles phenomenal job of keeping this show going without me. Uh, You can listen to it on iTunes, MarkingOut.com, and also Stitcher Smart Radio. Make sure you download the app on your smartphone. You can follow them on Twitter at MarkingOut where they live tweet during Raw and live tweet just in general never during impact uh you can also like them on facebook facebook.com slash marking out my name is chris my wife's sitting here as well rachel say hello
3: hi
2: and you really don't have to follow me on twitter anymore because i really don't even pay attention to it but if you want to and see nobody tweeting you can follow me at chris sweet dog we are also sitting here with Dave the Rave, who you can follow on Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore mo. Dave, good evening. Good
4: evening, and I think if you follow me, you're gonna get the same uh, lack of tweets, just like Chris.
2: Yeah, yeah, but you know who you won't get lack of tweets from? This guy. You can follow him on Twitter at bttg161. Brandon, how you doing?
1: I am doing awesome as always. Always great to be asked that question.
2: By me, yes, of I course. Yes, miss,
1: I missed that intro.
2: I know, I know. It's,
1: it's been a while.
2: I know, we got to kick off uh, 2014 right, and I know a lot of people have been asking where I am, and where are my whereabouts. Yeah, where have you been? Well, right now I'm laying in bed, and that's all I'll let you know about that. We'll leave that to your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope, as she says. Uh, but anyway, no, uh, Parrington. Parent... Parent... Parrington? Parenting? Parenting. That, that, that's in North
1: Carolina, right?
2: <laughs> no, Paddington. Parenting. <laughs> Paddington
1: bear. Parenting, you idiot.
2: Anyway. Um, parenting has been a load. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is a late show, folks, so... <laughs> and I'm, and I'm not, I'm not
2: <laughs> Anyway, parenting and Parenting... I can talk, I swear. I'm not used to this. I'm not not used to talking this face anymore, but parenting's a lot. And, you know, our normal time that we used to record the show wasn't convenient for me, so I had to take a step back. Yeah, because I was shunned to the bedroom. Because Rachel was shunned to the bedroom, but it's been a lot, and Rachel going back to work has caused me to be watching our son on Fridays and you know all three of our schedules that record this podcast is just all over the place and as I said at the the opening of the show that Dave and Brandon have been doing a phenomenal job of keeping the show going. Thank you very much. Yeah so I listen don't worry so thank you but also you know I've been keeping busy working working uh carve your niche as Dave promoted us last week and I thank you for that we're going onward and upward you know, we are going to be getting into the studio, actually. We're going to be getting to Liquid Studios with our buddy Dan, Beyond the Helm, and recording a six-song EP that will be released a little bit later in 2014, so keep available for that.
4: All right, for for now,
2: where can they check you out? Uh, Facebook.com slash Carve Your Niche, and ReverbNation.com slash Carve Your Niche. Uh, wrestling-wise, i got to talk a little bit wrestling-wise, because this is a wrestling podcast, right? Please do. Um, I've been keeping up with the product, not as hardcore as I would be if I was what if I was doing the podcast. All, but you know, I'm still watching it. You know, it's it is what it is. You know, everything it's it's going along going along the way it is. I like the fact that I don't like Dave Batista coming back. I think that's bad for business. I
4: think a gotta lot agree of those with you on
2: that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna go to Kane to do my taxes this year because he definitely looks like he could uh, you know be like a uh, more. To- that one of those places that the hr block hr block yeah, that's it but yeah that's it Very pwg cool. still pw pwg still the best
1: where yeah,
2: it's, it's at yeah no it's it's the best <laughs> so, i'm sorry i don't have the huge raging boner that dave, that dave does for um oh man i can go chicken strips right now
1: for for new japan pro wrestling
2: yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I can't I, help
1: it. I'm, I'm not even going to stay up till 3 a.m. to watch it tonight.
2: But this is, or new. is that, tomorrow. <laughs> no, no, got a joke.
1: So, uh, right. so how was your New Year's?
2: I slept. Oh, I that sounds it. glorious, dude. It was great. We made, I made, I made some steaks and had a nice big beer cheese. and mac and cheese and went to bed and woke up from people next door blowing off fireworks. Brendan, uh, nice. how was your how was your New Year's?
1: My New Year's was. Wonderful. I went to see Billy Joel. I
2: hate you.
1: <laughs> it was but it, it's weird though. It didn't feel like New Year's. It was just like it was just I was at a Billy Joel concert. Yeah. I got I got to see Billy Joel and Brandon from afar.
2: Why, did, Brooke, did, did they Skype you? <laughs> no,
4: no, no. We went watched to, we it went, on on TV. Yeah, no. We went into Brooklyn uh me Dan and the gang checked out Brooklyn for New Year's and uh walked by the Barclays Center. It's not oh. the
1: it's just Barclays Center.
4: Yeah, dinosaur barbecue too. Dinosaur barbecue is amazing. It's, it's um, funny though
1: because nobody asked you, Dave, how your New Year's was. Well,
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dave, Dave, how was
4: your New Year's? Well, thank you very much. Um, it was actually very nice. Very, what did you, what'd you uh, do, Dave? Drink and celebrate with my friends. Exactly what I wanted to
2: do. Amen. 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 And you have a. We have a. Jam-packed year of wrestling ahead of us. Yes, great. Uh, any predictions
4: real quick about the 2014? Uh, it's cash gonna going to rain. Out.
1: What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said it's going to rain and you said cash is going to but... um, Hmm,
2: Prediction-wise, 2014. Um, WWE-wise, I feel like they're in the right foot with the Shield, the Wyatt family. Um, I don't want to As I said before, I don't want Dave Bautista to come back, because that's another main event slot that they're going to take away from somebody that deserves it.
4: Unfortunately.
2: Yeah. Um, I see them bringing up a bunch more guys from developmental. Alexander Rusev, for one. I think maybe the next guy that's going to come up. Yeah, He
4: he had a dark match with uh, Ryder a few weeks ago.
2: Yeah, and he killed him. What else is new? Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, I see Zack Ryder either either going somewhere or getting fired this year. Getting fired. (laughs) get fired. Exactly, love you. Um, TNA-wise, I could honestly, I tried to watch it last night, and it was just that awful.
4: It's difficult. I mean, I'm on the same page with you. I can't watch it. That Aries saving match was really good. I don't like the end of it. I yeah, can't was, understand it.
2: Yeah. Um, and Ring of Honor is going to be Ring of Honor.
4: All
3: right.
2: Very yeah. cool. So anyway, I will let you guys take the helms and... Well, Chris,
4: it's been a pleasure having you uh help start off the 2014 year of marking out on the right foot. Yeah. Yes. And uh, same thing with uh Rachel. Thank you for joining us. No
2: problem. And no problem. thanks
4: for uh updating and speaking to the fans a little bit.
2: Yes. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe maybe I'll come back for the entire episode for the 3 year anniversary, but uh yeah, definitely looking for your uh forward to your full-time return at some point.
3: Yeah, I know <laughs> I know
2: uh yeah, maybe we'll see about that. But anyway, maybe uh this uh episode uh me opening up this episode we'll get some butts in the seats yeah hopefully i'll, I'll have to send out some text messages after i'm done with this thing that i'm on <laughs> this week's episode and you'll get three more fo- three more listens
4: yeah that haven't listened since you left
2: yep <laughs> but anyway take the helms guys i'm gonna hang up the phone right now
4: yes. thank you have a good night have all been, right rachel you got
2: the trouble ready <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's nice Yeah, so as Chris was saying, this is episode marking out 152. Dave, what's going on?
4: Nothing, nothing. And as Chris said, it is the new year. Yes.
3: (laughs) Ooh, that was kind of
1: loud. (laughs) I was expecting that to be a lot better than I guess we had planned it, maybe. I I mean...
4: At least we had Chris opening up the show. I mean, yeah, that was nice. That was fun and dandy. This, yeah, this blower stuff kind of didn't go as planned.
1: Well, that's because you went a little too hard on New Year's.
4: Well, I, you know, I didn't think I was. Nah, I'm not even going to say what I was going <laughs> well,
1: mean, to. It was a reference to you blowing on New yeah, Year's. So, yeah,
4: yeah. No, I was about to, yeah, make a comment, then it would have been taken in the wrong direction. But
1: but not everybody can be Hercules, right? Hey,
4: not everybody. Not everybody.
1: Which, by the way, is the snowstorm that hit the New York area or East Coast or whatever. Oh, that's what they're actually calling it? Yeah, so if it does sound a little different to you guys, that's because Dave and I are on Skype. Yeah, we're going uh, old school, I guess. Oh, that's hilarious because TNA taped that for when? Weeks from now?
4: Um, I don't know. Is anybody going to be watching weeks from now?
1: I don't know. Duh, horses. Does anybody have horse socks or whatever?
4: Horse socks?
1: <laughs> yeah, the Billy Madison. What are horseshoes? Are there any horse socks? Uh, Is anybody horse. listening to me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, Dave? Yeah, I so... thought you said
4: horse socks. Horse socks, like,
1: yes. Horse socks.
4: Horse socks.
1: Yes, big giant horse socks. So, uh, yeah, so we have some comments on the 2013 Markey Awards, which were released, what was it, last week, two weeks ago almost?
4: Feels like four weeks ago.
1: Yeah, but Dave and I put so much time and effort into this, and you guys, surprisingly, this got a lot more listens than we thought it was going to. It was only 13 minutes long, so thank you guys for listening. We have two comments on it uh, right away. The very first one is from Rick David. I loved the Marquis. I, co- I would have commented after listening, but I listened on Stitcher. Anyway, your humor is right up my alley, and I love stuff like this. Don't think the effort wasn't appreciated. I know how much time goes into even short recordings. Hell, you guys are the only podcast still recording over the holidays. Well, except PW Torch, but they get paid for it.
4: Wouldn't that be nice?
1: Yeah, it would be nice. Market out is the people's podcast and, and I should know I am the fifth most loyal Mark in the fricking galaxy. Rick underscore David. Pretty cool middle name, huh? Oh yeah. Um, as I tweeted to you on
4: Twitter, uh, same thing. Uh, thank you very much for commenting, kind of, uh, breaking the ice when it comes to commenting on the, this podcast, uh, especially with the Marky awards. So thank you very much for your kind comments.
1: Yeah, and next uh, we have from C.M. Mark. Markies were awesome. Thanks for putting forth the effort. All around, your shows are getting better and better every week. Listening since episode 61. Looking forward to the 2014's, uh, I guess, Marky Awards. At some point, though, it was very hard to hear you guys over the crowd's cheers. I know. Thank that. you. I Thank tried, you. I tried to uh, fix that all the audio, but I mean, once it was recorded, I guess I like, couldn't really do anything. Which... Well, let
4: me let me also say this is the first person that actually wrote to us. I mean, I'm, to my knowledge, one of the first people in a long time writing to us actually saying something uh, not really negative, but something about the show that they, that threw them off or they didn't like too much. Yes, and yes, so David. thank you. Yes, David,
1: because Aaron hasn't been trashing you for months.
4: No, that I don't consider... No, I mean, when it comes to actually <laughs> know, I know, I know morning, what you mean. I know what you mean. Because um, I'd rather hear something I could improve on. It, I, actually, Aaron, I have improved on a lot of the things that he started off with when he first wrote into us. So, But overall, I like seeing the negatives to improve on. Yeah, so thank you, CM Mark, and thank you for uh, your comment.
1: Yes. Now uh, we have comments. Thank you for being so loyal. Yes. That's a lot of episodes. Yeah,
4: episode 61. That's awesome, dude.
1: Now we have comments and questions from Marking Out, episode 151. You got those pulled up? Hold up.
4: Pulling it up.
1: Look at that. Look at that. We're up. Okay, you could you could take it from the first All one. All right.
4: B-Mont-B wrote in, great show as always, guys. But when is Chris coming back? Also, to correct you on Athletic Inc., now they are being called Team Elite, headed by Mondo. Don't include Nice anymore. Uh, thank you very much for uh, correcting us on the Team Elite, uh, Athletic Inc. Um, it's very difficult to keep updated on the events when you don't have the time to go to the events and you're just going based off of the, what you read or catch on YouTube. Right. So thank you very much for helping us out with that.
1: And I guess um, as, as you're going to hear yeah. at the beginning of this episode, Chris was on it. So just to update you. Yeah, I hope you're, uh, you're still smiling about that one. Yes. Um, All right.
4: Want me to take this one? You said no long ones. Well, I'll, I'll take oh, this yeah, one. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah,
1: this yeah, one's yeah, from yeah. Eric. I'm back. I, I honestly sorry to cut number you. Number one, Mark. Oh. Montreal bro. You're going to keep going when I say sorry to cut you off? Oh. I, I was going to take this <laughs> one. I was going to take this one just so I could say that, but just oh, to say I'm back. No, because I was <laughs> going to say, I'm back. Like came, all right, now you can continue reading it because yeah. now you just made it. No, no, go. Everyone's favorite number one mark, Montreal brosy. Montreal brosy, sorry.
4: Oh, wow. Sorry, yeah, sorry. insult. Yeah, Brandon loves Canada. I um, do. Oh, yeah. Canada.
1: Gee, all right, seen the rest. Our home, our native land. Yes. <laughs> so bam roasted. And what else? No, keep going. <laughs>
4: It's been a while since I posted in the comments, but rest assured, I haven't missed a single episode of the best pro wrestling sports entertainment podcast online. Marking out. Great show again this week, guys. Also big fan of the Marquis. I just wanted to know what your dream WrestleMania main event uh main event would be. Any superstar of any generation, regardless of uh when they were in their prime, what two guys two guys Would you pit against each other on the grandest stage of them all. Awesome work as always, guys. Keep it up. The number one mark, Montreal Broski. P.S. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Montreal Broski. And that's at MTL Broski. Um, I guess, yeah. um, I'll start off with my WrestleMania matches. Sound good to you? You have more than one? I couldn't really. I have kind of three-ish.
1: Mm-hmm,
4: okay. I have Chris Benoit versus Daniel Bryan in a two out of three Falls match. Yes, go ahead. I have and then now this one goes back and forth. I have Lance Storm versus Owen Hart. And I have That's, that's Owen, interesting. And I have Owen Hart versus HBK. And I'm talking HBK of like uh WrestleMania 10 ish.
1: Okay.
4: And um Owen of I guess the uh uh, Blackheart era, so yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I I guess you just by those matches you can tell them kind of uh, into technical wrestling a little bit.
1: Yeah, I guess so.
4: Yeah, um, who would you pick?
1: Honestly, I would just like to see. Even I mean, present day, obviously it can't happen, but I would like to see uh, Edge Christian versus the Hardy Boys again. All
4: right, what match would you? Uh, I'd like to see that hasn't happened. That hasn't happened. Yeah, that's never happened before. Well, I guess never happened before on the WrestleMania stage.
3: Am I kind of
1: putting you on the spot right now? You know, I would kind of. I would enjoy seeing Shelton Benjamin versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. That would be pretty good. Yeah, I kind of feel like we're leaving out a lot of like. uh, Obviously, there's a lot bigger. I know there's so many people.
4: So many matches that we could create. Like, that like I'm quite, not. I'm not gonna amazing. say.
1: I'm not gonna say Sting versus The Undertaker.
4: No, I feel like that's too easy to go with. You know what I mean? I feel like everybody's expecting you to go with Sting Undertaker or something around that line.
1: Right. Um, that's what I thought. Like outside of the box, and obviously, so did you. I mean, obviously, that match that we've always wanted on this podcast, at least, Zack Ryder versus Dolph Ziggler at WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, definitely, that, that would be cool.
4: I don't know. Now, the more I look at it, the more Landstorm versus Owen Hart is interesting. No, that
1: would be awesome. I'm,
4: I wonder if they've wrestled even like even back. Tra- that's the thing. When I wrote this down, I looked I tried to find on Go- like search it on Google and everything. I could never find Landstorm facing Owen Hart.
1: I'm sure if you asked him, he would answer you.
4: Uh, like who knows? Maybe they faced in Canada at some point or Japan, maybe not like the biggest stage of them all, but they maybe they crossed paths before. Yeah. Um, You want to take the next one?
1: Yeah, but thank you for your uh, questions, comments. Uh, Next one is from Aaron. Hey, guys. Cole Cabana voice. Wonderful episode as always. I wanted to know before anything else, can Brandon read my entire comment in Dixie Carter's voice? Starting now. I was dying of laughter last week when he was mocking her. I've got a couple of questions for y'all. Firstly, I've noticed that you guys aren't the biggest TNA fans. So I was wondering, if you guys were booking TNA, what would you do to fix my product? Nice. (laughs) Yeah, I think one of their biggest problems is always wanting to do that Gang Warfare storylines. For example, Aces and Eights vs. TNA, Immortal vs. Fortune, and now the Dixie Carter stable with Rockstar Spud, Magnus, Ethan Carter III... And probably more to come versus the rest of TNA. Secondly, as we approach the Royal Rumble, who were your favorite returns? For me, it had to be Booker T in 2011, Big Daddy, Sexy, Cool, Diesel, Kevin Nash in 2011, and of course, my favorite superstar that's never wrestled in TNA, Edge, in 2010. By the way, I have to cut my Dixie Carter off because she's, my Dixie. Yeah, she's obviously adding more to the question than uh, is there. So thanks, guys. Keep up the great work. The number one, Brandon, Mark, Aaron. Follow me on Twitter at AaronUST, y'all. Now get back
4: down there, Dixie.
1: What? Don't, right. don't say that when I'm doing Dixie Carter's <laughs> impression. It's well, not we have funny. Dixie here. Yeah, I have
4: Dixie at my place.
1: Oh yeah, I bet you do.
4: Um, there's a lot of problems that I have with TNA. Yes, I do love the product of pro wrestling, but sometimes it's the more the promotion and how they're promoting it, or in TNA's cake, uh, case, cake, case, lack of promoting. I mean, they've had these one-night stands, and they're not really doing all that much promoting for them. Um, I don't even think they mentioned them on the website. Uh, I could be incorrect, but I'm always positive they're doing Pretty much no promoting for any of the events upcoming.
1: What was the one they recorded on Monday night? Is that for?
4: Yeah, that was the uh, one night stand. Uh, so that's going
1: to be a TV. Or yeah, that...
4: that's uh, that may be one of the I pay per views that you order through their uh, See, like, website. That
1: makes no sense, dude. they like, but the now whole... they
4: also, but then they also have like Genesis upcoming on on Spike. Right. Like they have all these other pay per views. Like,
1: like it's it's kind of sad to see, like, even on this past week's TNA, which I guess this will be our TNA talk right now, um, this past week they showed a clip from TNA from, des- like, the middle of December, and Velvet Sky was wearing the same exact outfit because they filmed it the same time, I assume.
4: That's nasty.
1: So it's like, that to me, that's pathetic, to have to have to film multiple shows all at once. Like, WWE does it with NXT and that's completely fine because it's a small NXT. It's not even broadcast on television near us, if at all.
4: Yeah, I I agree with you with that. I also feel um, as though they also focus a lot on the further pay-per-views, like the bigger ones, as opposed to the more upcoming ones. Like, they did this with Bound for Glory where they focused a lot on Bound for Glory as opposed to the pay-per-view that they barely even mentioned that's going to be happening next week. Um, I also think that the lack of six side, having the six-sided ring is a big... Uh, um, I guess it leaves a big hole
1: yeah, in it's, TNA. It's, it's something that's disappointing. I actually watched um, Diamond Dallas Page. had it, it, He aired an infomercial for the DDP Yoga recently. And uh, I was watching it, and they were showing footage of him in TNA. And he was in the six-sided ring, and it's like something that... You just see and you're like, damn, that was like, nobody did that in the United States at that yeah. time at all, even still today. And That's the thing. Like, no, nobody does it. it. It's so innovative. I mean,
4: and it's just like such a cool concept to watch. And it gives you so much more, um, uh, so much, there's so much more to do in the ring, so much more possibilities with a six-sided ring. Yeah, I, It just doesn't make sense to me why they got rid of it. Um, I would they probably, obviously,
1: obviously, they, I mean, to me, I think they wanted to maybe, obviously the ratings weren't doing as great as they should have been. And they I mean, saw I, that and they were like, oh, well, Vince McMahon's getting tons of ratings. Let's switch to four sided ring. Maybe that's, maybe no, that's their that thoughts. Is,
4: I mean, honestly, they are, they should fire all of the writers that they have and yeah. just start from scratch. Which is Jason sad. Which reboot. Is, Start from scratch.
1: It's sad because when Dave Lagana came on to their writing staff, we were like, "Oh snap! Dave Lagana's is going to do wonders for them." And it's probably and no. He the did worst. Do, He has done wonders. As yeah. in, I wonder what the hell he's doing. As in, I wonder if, how this was the worst year of TNA in all history.
4: How I wonder how long TNA will actually stick uh, stick around for.
1: Right, and um, it's like they're even on this past week's episode they have the Dixie Carter promo where she's talking about something and and they're like okay cut and she goes okay we got it y'all and then like they they cut to a different camera angle as if like big brother's yes. watching from the bushes wanking it to Dixie Carter and she's going off to talk about something else and like that's not that's not something you do in professional wrestling like i don't want to see a different camera angle like that unless it's something like gtv
4: yeah, I'm I have. going to step in there real quick. Sorry for... Uh, no, that's fine. I was done saying. But I, I agree with you with those camera angles from like the backstage segments, the way that they'll have people co- having a conversation in a locker room, and you'll have the camera on the outside like sp- peeping through the door. But even, or- even the fact
1: that they had the actual camera shot on Dixie Carter, she's cutting the promo to the camera, and it cuts. You hear the guy say, okay, cut, and then it, it switches to that... Backstage stupid
4: TNA. It's like they want to make fun they want to poke fun of themselves for being amateurs. Yes.
1: Um
4: I, I think like they've made a ton of mistakes. Even with the how they had um Chris Sabin defeat Austin Aries on this past impact for the yeah. uh X uh X Division championship. I thought that this was very stupid considering Austin Aries just won it off of him. And Austin Aries would have done wonders for the X Division, uh, X Division division. Yeah, and it's a cheap,
1: pathetic way to have done the ending of that match.
4: Oh, the the ending was completely awful. But once again, this is kind of like showing us that you do not care about the X Division uh, at all by putting little like if Austin Aries carried the X Division, which he can and he has. It would give us a lot of faith in the X-Division. But, but
1: there is no X-Division.
4: Exactly. They don't have an X-Division. Um, AJ Styles returned. But you know what? Nobody cares anymore. Nobody cares. Right. Sam Sam Shaw made his re-debut as kind of like a Dexter serial killer-ish person. Keep on looking at Christy Hemme. Um The theme song doesn't fit him. It's he's okay. He's he's okay in the ring, but the theme song doesn't fit. The character, is, the gimmick, is pretty cool, but realistically, where is it going to go? I mean, even if TNA had a good product to watch, I probably wouldn't be able to watch it because I hit a wall when it comes to pro wrestling. If I watch it too often, I hit a wall, and I cannot stand watching wrestling. That's I, the last thing I want to watch.
1: I think the biggest steps that they've done in 2013 to make their product better they got rid of hulk hogan they got rid of anybody well no they got rid of hulk hogan and the next big thing that they need to do in 2014 in order to make it to 2015 is get dixie carter off television and get rid of stink get rid of all these older wrestlers yeah
4: they're unnecessary anymore you they serve their purpose for the Last five years or longer, there's no point to have them on television anymore. Beating Sting in 2014, 2013 doesn't mean jack shit. I mean, let's face it the only reason that TNA is on TV is because they have uh, a good backing of money. If take that out of the entire equation, and they have a promotion that's no better than PWG uh, or Ring of Honor, I wouldn't or, say it, PWG or, though. Or any other, I would say they, they don't have a product that's I, I no better say, than any other. Well, no, I would say. Out
1: there, well, I don't know about that. I would say I, I would say TNA is worse off than. Like I would put PWG before before TNA.
4: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Without the backing, they would be uh, at the same level or below
1: all these a uh, lot of other promotions out there. Which is crazy. Like over, it's been what twelve years now since they started uh, TNA and it's just like, it's, it started going uphill and then they were like, no, I just went complete downhill. I mean, I guess now's the time to bring it up about now. AJ well, talking
4: about TNA, AJ Styles, ring of honor. Now AJ Styles is going to be wrestling for ring of honor. Um, actually, if you're listening to this tomorrow, which would be January 4th, if uh, January 4th, AJ Styles is going to be making his return to ring of honor uh facing Roderick Strong in a match. Um this is in addition to seeing Kevin Steen versus Chris Hero making his return and Rowdy Roddy Piper. Um so it's kind of different to see Roddy P- Roddy Piper there, but AJ Styles in Ring of Honor making his uh return there. Uh apparently this is not uh there's no no like um contract between TNA and Ring of Honor. There's no a uh, verbal agreement there's no nothing
1: <laughs> like there's nothing there's not in cahoots. imagine if there was like a an agreement or something with like teenagers like hey come come down with us we'll, we'll sink your ship as well like you're, you're sinking ship let's do each other like i mean, the, let's what, sink with each other is what i was saying okay to say.
4: honestly ring of honor is a sinking ship as you just said if they did combine the two promotions into one thing no then no it would get viewers there's no way. It would. There's no way at all. But it would get more viewers than they are now. I don't. I can't see that because maybe for the first month because for, people for will as want shitty
1: it. as Ring of Honor is right now, they have good things in Ring of Honor, but they're not great. And you can't put something that it's like putting two chickens with their heads off. Plus, I can't in see the same re- place if that ever
4: did happen. I can't see a lot of the Ring of Honor people agreeing to uh,
1: right it to that work.
4: and agreeing to. Uh, be a face on TNA because that also may mess up your chances at WWE. And there's a few uh, ring of honor people that are trying to get into the WWE currently. So it's going to ruin that. Uh, just on a side note, AJ Styles is also going to be making his, uh, I guess, uh, return or in-ring debut at house of glory in Ridgewood, New York on February 15th, tagging up with uh, American uh, American amazing red to take on the young bucks. So that's going to be very cool. Check it out, houseofglory.com, February 15th. Yes. Um, How about yeah. getting,
1: let's get to that second part of the. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> well,
4: second part, did
1: you just lose everything? No.
4: Uh, yeah, oh, so yeah. The, in, wow, in, in re- this is all on Aaron's question. <laughs> yeah, so in regards
1: to the Royal Rumble, favorite Royal Rumble returns, um, for me, I would have to say in 1997 uh, when Mel Moscaris, I guess, made a very long, I mean, it's not really a return because he didn't stay, but, uh, Mil Moskris being in that Royal Rumble was fun for me. Uh, Wasn't that all
4: he did? He was just in the Royal Rumble?
1: Yeah, I think that was, like, he just walked. Yeah, he, he just, like,
4: and, walked in, did a little, and then did a high-flying, across cross-body to cross the outside. Body, yeah, yeah you eliminated know, because, himself. Yeah, because that's always the best move to do in a Royal Rumble match, <laughs> well, cross-body to the outside of the ring.
1: I think the commentators even made mention, like, oh, he must not realize, like, you can't go over. And I think after that, he, like, tried to go back in, and the ref's like, no, no, no. Yeah, you, you, maybe it works in Mexico, but not not in Raw Rumble. <laughs> right, but uh, and then uh, my other three, I have uh, Mister Perfect and Goldust in uh, the Raw Rumble two thousand two, and I have Karma in two thousand twelve. Um, you actually have a lot
4: of well, my picks. My picks would be Mister Perfect in two thousand two, and Goldust. Uh, both of his returns. I have Goldust in two thousand two. And then I also have Goldust in 2013.
1: Yeah, I mean, both. Uh, well, Goldust in 2002 led to something a little bit more quickly.
4: Well, even not even leading to everything, the initial impact. I've always been a fan of uh, Goldust. Yeah, same I mean, with Mr. Perfect. And once uh, that Shattered Dreams production hits the screen, the gold flakes kind of uh, fall to the ground.
1: It's just like really, I don't know, something you just. Start to mark out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, 2013 Markey Awards was for one of the the his go his 2013 Raw Rumble appearance was yeah. in that. So,
4: but uh, and and Mr. Perfect, I wish that that 2002 run was a
1: lot uh, better yeah. than what it was. Should have been should have been champion. Hell yeah! Now, uh, what about favorite Raw Rumbles in general? Um, I like 2000.
4: Uh, there's a few other ones. Like I always. I don't really have a specific Royal Rumble that I like. I mean, right. I like the 2001, 2001, but like I like the older ones, too, where I know I used to watch as a kid and see... As a kid, I didn't really know too many of the wrestlers. So seeing a lot of these new gimmicks and characters come out, which is was just very cool and interesting, especially seeing when they had wrestlers from uh, Japan or Mexico or even from the past... Right, so it was it was just very cool for me, and I always enjoyed the Royal Rumble as one of my favorites. I like when they always showed the uh, the little uh, clips of them talking smack before the Royal Rumble, and then the countdown to the uh, to the the actual entry. It's just it's a very exciting pay per view.
1: Yeah, I mean, I Uh, remember. Yeah, what about yours? Well, I have Royal Rumble 2000 written down there too, and I remember watching that actually in like scrambled vision. Back when we were kids, remember that stuff? Like when you go to the pay-per-view channel and it would like come in all scrambled? No?
4: Yeah, a little bit.
1: Yeah, so I remember that. Uh, 2004 was a favorite of mine with Chris Benoit winning that. And then uh, 2006 with Rey Mysterio winning was a favorite Rumble of mine. So uh, that's it all for that question, good. I guess, right? Yeah, I guess
4: um, all good choices. I mean, overall, Rogue Rumble is my favorite. Yeah, you could go. Ahead also, and- also, I I wish that they bring back the theme song. Which what
1: what theme song?
4: Uh, the Royal Rumble, like the old school Royal Rumble uh, uh, music that they used to play. Well, I don't know. I'm not gonna hum it because it's not gonna sound anything like it. But yeah, but you know who good at humming and hummers. Rob, wow, Dave, Brandon, and right, Brandon.
1: Hilarious.
4: Diggy Langston writing it to us. Five, five, five. Brandon. Are you faithful to our, our relationship? Let's test it with uh, FMK. With me, Eric Rowan, and
1: Rick Flair. Dave, you can answer too, sweetheart. He <laughs> doesn't uh, <laughs> say sweetheart. All right. Go ahead, Dave, answer it. <laughs> Why? Well, he wants to. No, it says Dave, you can answer too, as in Go. Well, two, as in,
4: like, T-W-O, so you go first. No, it's
1: not T-W-O, it's T-double-O, and you can go first. Ladies first, Dave. Uh, I'm going to plead
4: the fifth, it's all you. No, you can't. Don't do it, Dave, come on. I don't want you to offend Biggie Langston.
1: I'm not going to offend Biggie Langston here. Go ahead. No, Dave, go
4: ahead. So then you're not faithful to him. No, it's not
1: being faithful. Dave, go ahead and do it. So you are faithful to him? Dave, go
4: ahead and do it. Hold on. I'm confused right now. So oh, are you not faithful to him or are you faithful to him?
1: I was not. It's, it's, it's a, a, a moot point. It's neither or. I'm confused, though. But you just said that you
4: are faithful to
1: him. No, I, I didn't say that. So you're not faithful to him. It, it's neither. It's neither nor, neither or. Which is it? I don't it's, know. It's Both. neither of them. Which it is, is Justin wrote into it. No, our- no, 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 no. Screw you, Dave. Go thanks, ahead and... No. Thanks for the show. No, 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 no. Friday. Fuck you,
4: Dave. Another awesome episode. Are you serious? Screw you. I can't wait to celebrate Will Cosby Day every year. Happy New Year at Awesome 256. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> uh, you've been a great fan and a great follower for us. Thank you.
1: Yes, and Cosby Day actually is over on January 8th, as it is 15 Days of Pudding. Every single year why, starts why on December. Days. What? Why is it 15 days? It's just what happens, dude. Just what happens, dude! Word. Yeah. Uh, next up... Oh, you can go ahead. Whatever. You always like to read Jasmine's comments. That's alright. Alright. Hold on. What are you doing? Playing Pogs or something over there?
4: No, uh, cracking open a beer. Are you serious? Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's bullshit, man.
4: Why, you wish you had one?
1: No, because you're, like, being an asshole right now.
4: Because I cracked open a beer?
1: Yeah, and laughed about it.
4: Oh, no. All right, this one's to Jasmine. No, from Jasmine. All right, fine, it's from Jasmine. (laughs) Hey, guys, I'd like to start off by wishing you guys a happy new year. I'm very curious to, can I finish it first? I was saying thank you. You you want to respond? Okay, no, Brandon wants to respond to her now. (laughs) I'm very yeah. curious to hear your thoughts on the segment that ended RAW this week, which involved the Wyatt family and Daniel Bryan. I just want to know where you guys see this going. Thanks for the always amazing podcast. I look forward to many more. At Reverse and Saj. and Saj. Oh, that works. And N-msa- Saj. and I've been saying that for weeks. En An- massage An- and massage
1: and massage
4: and massage yes and massage reverse, reverse and massage no that sounds like a sexual position
1: oh my goodness
4: yeah the reverse and massage <laughs> it, it does
1: Ivan etniage.
4: <laughs> yeah uh, thank you happy new year to you as well hope your new year was very a lot of fun and safe and all that fun stuff um as for the end of the RAW, do you want to talk about this now or later? Nah, we'll,
1: we'll talk about we'll RAW. Talk about, yeah, we'll talk about when we get to Monday Night RAW.
4: All right, so your excitement will just have to build and build and build.
1: And last but not least, we have from Jason Linick. Hey guys, happy 2014! Looking forward to another great year of marking out. I don't watch very much TNA, if at all. But what are your thoughts on Magnus? Is he a good champion? Is he someone you would like to see jump to WWE if the chance ever came up? Thanks, guys. At Jay Linick on Twitter.
4: Happy 2014 to you as well. Um, TNA, Magnus, I'm always a Magnus fan. I think he has a lot of talent. Unfortunately, um, I just don't, I can't get behind TNA as a product at all. So even with him as champion, it's not really doing that much for me. Um, and I, I would be very excited to see him jump ship to WWE, but I don't know not where wouldn't. he would go.
1: He's not great of a wrestler.
4: I mean, I'd rather see a guy like Drew McIntyre, uh, succeed over Magnus,
1: right? Because Drew McIntyre is good, and Magnus isn't so great. Eh, I think we, Magnus. Nah, is dude, good. We, we've seen this recently that it's like, eh. Well,
4: that was in his match versus uh, Sting. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, Sting see, just see what happens happen.
1: when you wrestle the legends, brother.
4: Yeah, you end up sometimes coming out to the match drunk and stoned. What like is Jeff that? Hard- like Jeff Hardy when he faced Sting. Oh, right. I remember that. Do you remember that? Because he doesn't. I do. So that's remember. very nice. Um, thank you for your comments, questions, all that fun stuff. Biggie Linkston, always a pleasure. Uh, happy New Year to everybody.
1: Well, let's get on to some SmackDown. Yes. Let's open up with the badge, shall we? We shall... Randy Orton uh, had an interview with Renee Young, and basically he said he was going to win the Royal Rumble, watch WrestleMania from a luxury suite, and then retire the next night on Monday Night Raw, where he will then induct himself into the WWE Hall of Fame. Is he allowed to do that? <sighs> I don't think so.
4: Yeah, I I don't even think Randy Orton can do that. I don't think he has that... that uh... Power, that much power in there.
1: Yeah, Dolph Ziggler uh, ended up coming over there, said that he'll be the one to stop Randy Orton, to which Kane made uh, Randy Orton versus Dolph Ziggler for later on that night. Yeah, and... But
4: that's all we have for the bads. Yeah, so good job, SmackDown. On to the middles. Uh, Antonio Cesaro faced off against Cody Rhodes. Yes. What? Sorry, go ahead. No,
1: I was going to say, and defeated him. Yes, and uh, Jack Swagger got up on the ring apron and distracted Cody, causing Antonio Cesaro to be able to hit him from behind and get the roll-up victory. Uh, I kind of... I do know the answer, but I don't know the answer at the same time. or I wish, wish, I, I, wish I didn't know the answer. What's is, the question first? Is to uh, why they're making the champions lose all their matches other than have... Or, yeah, why they're making them... Other than to have, obviously, Cody Rhodes versus Goldust at WrestleMania.
4: Exactly. And it's coming to a... I mean, I'm going to assume that they have a match at Royal Rumble if they... Right? I don't know if they... I'm assuming. It. Yeah, I don't know. They might have if, tonight. Who knows? I'm going to say that if they have a title match, it's going to be before the Royal Rumble match, and they are going to lose the championship, which is going to uh, lead into the Royal Rumble match itself, and where they're going to actually come to blows. Right. Uh, Biggie Langston defeated Dean Ambrose.
1: Yeah, to it, me, yeah. What, were you gonna say
4: nothing? No? no, I was gonna say it was not that great of a match.
1: To me, I just, I it wasn't believable to me that Biggie Langston was gonna defeat Dean Ambrose like that. So, it's just, I, I, I tried to look at Biggie Langston as a viable competitor, but it's just, I, I can't be the only one that that hates Biggie <laughs> Langston. I really can't, right? I think it's just that, how do you, do you like guy? do you like
4: that entire, (laughs) that entire question to you would have not have sounded good.
1: Um, Do you, do you like, like wrestlers that are the power wrestlers? Like who? Brock Lesnar? I'm a huge fan of Brock Lesnar. Of then, not now. Yeah, like of then. Batista, I like Batista. That's weird that I said Batista. But Biggie Langston's just like, it's probably because he's short. And he's got, like, the giant muscles. And to me, it's just like a Napoleon complex with him. That's what it seems like to me. I could could understand that because he is a lot smaller than – a lot shorter than a lot of the other wrestlers he's stepping in the ring with. And he needs to work on his facials because he always looks like he's chewing gum. Please never say that. That's a thing, apparently. (laughs) No, seriously, that's, like, a thing. But if – I don't know if he's got, like, Tourette's or something like that, but he always looks like he's chewing gum. And he's always got a smile on his face. That needs to change. If you're going to be a beast, a dominant force in the wrestling industry, you can't smile. I, I agree. I don't think a power... Unless like a- you're trying to look like psychotic, which that's I don't- not what you're going for.
4: I don't think a power wrestler should be allowed to smile or... Do commentary,
1: yeah, and I was or, gonna say he should have somebody else speaking for him because, yeah, ah, oh, hold uh, this was a bunch of malarkey, and it's like, that's I too- mean, don't get me wrong, okay, he could, if you, he could, let's play it skip good- it with Dolph Ziggler, it's-
4: all right, but he could cut a decent promo, no, but that doesn't that, but no. even a decent promo doesn't help his case as a power wrestler. A power wrestler is supposed to be one that is feared, that is not overlooked for anything, and Biggie Langston just does not meet up to the power wrestler standards.
1: Right.
4: Um, All right. With that being said, let's move on to the goods. Uh, Opening of SmackDown, we start off with John Cena. Uh, John Cena wants his rematch for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, but the shield interfere, and then all hell broke loose.
1: Yeah, they ended up jumping him. Mark Henry ran down. They jumped Mark Henry, and then Biggie Langston came out, and they all uh, threw the shield out of the ring which led Kane to set up Biggie Langston versus Dean Ambrose, uh, Roman Reigns versus Mark Henry, and Seth Rollins versus John Cena. I thought that was a a good uh, opening segment. I think it's always fun to have opening segments where there is a ton of brawling.
4: It's just, it just—it just really gets you pumped up for what you're about to see. It gets you excited, and
1: it really gives you a taste of what's going to happen. Yo, if if I wanted to, I could cut what exactly what your sentence was just then and make it sound so bad for you. I guess. Oh, I know for a fact you can. You could do that for like any show. You can.
4: Oh, I, I
1: love Big Brawlers, and uh, then you went on to say how don't I love when everything it. explodes. Then don't forget about <laughs> the stuff about power. Yeah. And
4: facials, so... Yeah. Actually, you're the one that said facials. Yeah,
1: but I have you saying it so many times, so... <laughs> well, I just did say it. Twice, so now I could just... uh I could slice should... in you saying, I like facials. <laughs> It'll <laughs> sound like you saying that you like now? facials. Yeah, hilarious. Uh, up next, we had the Wyatt family defeating uh, Jimmy and Jay, the Usos. Bray Wyatt ended up, after the match, hitting uh, the sister Abigail afterwards, like I said. On one of the Usos, I'm not sure which one because, like Michael Cole, there's no—I have no idea which one's which. Are the Usos? Are, are we, starting to, Plateauing? Uso, yeah. are we which, starting to get off the Yeah, are we starting to get off the Usos train a little bit? I'm not. I think WWE is, which is exactly what we, what I've said. I believe it's, with it, the tag teams that WWE it goes like up and down. Where sometimes it looks like they give a shit about things. And then sometimes it looks like, oh, yeah, let's just throw the Usos. Uh... But
4: that's the, that's the thing that's really confusing is how they get on with the tag team and then they'll get off of them really quickly. Or not really quickly, but they'll steadily have them plateau. Right. We've seen this with primetime, with primetime players well, where they had, right yeah. after around SummerSlam, Come on. where, I mean, yes, Darren Young came out and everything at that time, but they were really over with the crowd and they, they used it to the potential. Um, they even had around that time John Cena facing off against uh Darren Young in what was a good match. But that's why, and, prime, and but primetime players had that potential and then they just plateaued. The Usos they built them up, built them up. Now they're teaming with CM Punk and all of that. That's plateauing. They even had right back, uh, the Real Americans. The Real Americans were over huge, they still are over huge. And now they are st- beginning to plateau out, so they really have to be careful about everything.
1: Yeah, and speaking of plateauing out, uh, prime time players defeated Ryback. it's like they're they're putting on these matches that are good, but what's I mean, don't get me wrong. I happen...
4: I love watching the tag team matches. I've been a fan of tag team matches since you know, like Sinner Brothers. Stop, stop
1: and, acting like you're the only fan of tag team matches. Why are you? am yes, of course, I'm a fan of tag team matches. Oh, that was, was a terrible. That was a terrible impression. I'm not even gonna say who it was. That yeah, was I, I don't know. God that... awful. That was god awful. I apologize, uh, folks. That was terrible.
4: Dolph Ziggler ended up having a match against Randy Orton, uh, courtesy
1: of everything that didn't happen. I'm actually, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually very embarrassed that that last impression happened on there. But, uh, yeah, I'm not telling you, I'll tell you off air, but, uh, Randy Orton ended up defeating Dolph Ziggler when, uh, after the match, uh, Randy Orton beat down Ziggler and, uh, did the DDT to him off the barricade, which kind of leaves me to think, uh, well, to me, I think, where do I stand on this stuff? If a wrestler beats up his opponent after the bell rings and he's awarded the victory, where where do you think should happen with that?
4: I think that if the referee cannot control the situation, uh, reverse the decision. But even after the match itself ends, right? Well, yeah, after the match ends, until they get back into the locker room, I think the decision can be reversed.
1: Which is what I think too, as well. I think that I think the the. The decision should have been reversed, where Randy Orton would have ended up being DQ'd, or at least if you're not going to do that, just fine them or something. Do something that like makes us care more about Dolph Ziggler, makes us care more about Randy Orton. I mean, back
4: in the day, uh, when Vader, when you weren't even allowed to touch a referee, and you would get sus- uh, face a suspension or fine, like what with happened with Vader uh, when he uh, attacked the referees, and right. Ken, same thing with Ken Shamrock, I think. It's just like, give us a little bit of something.
1: Yeah, make it more, somewhat more believable for wrestling, I guess. Uh, I agree. You had uh, Daniel Bryan defeating Damian Sandow. And uh, afterwards, Bray Wyatt appeared on the uh, Titan Tron, talking about how they've done so much to him, what he keeps going, and that Bray, Ro- Bray Wyatt really admires Daniel Bryan. And then he declared himself God.
4: Bray Wyatt to me is the new CM Punk when it comes to promos.
1: I think Bray Wyatt can be compared to the new like CM Punk when it comes to promos.
4: I really, I CM Punk. I can't listen to a promo though anymore, or not as much it's as during that. Yeah, not. I feel like I'm kind of CM Punked out. But Bray <laughs> Wyatt, something about that Bray Wyatt with, with his gimmick right now. I've always been a fan of that sick, twisted gimmick. Um, Not just his, but as a whole. Even back with Whelan Mercy. I think those are some of the best and most creative uh, promos that people can uh, go along with. So I I love
1: hearing the promos. Could you have a two-minute rant, or not rant, or talk about Bray Wyatt's promo cutting skills for two minutes if I stepped away from the computer right now? Probably not. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, so uh, he declared himself a god, so... I mean, obviously we saw what happened afterwards on Raw, but uh, not to skip ahead, Roman Reigns, it's time for the three-man shield match, or three matches. Roman Reigns ended up picking up the victory uh, after he hit Mark Henry with the spear, uh, which led into John Cena defeating Seth Rollins, and uh, I I liked that I never knew when this match was going to end. Either one of them honestly could have won during this match, And uh, it was like, it was just a bunch of, um, what, ups and downs, I guess. I left out a match over here. Uh Uh-oh. Did we speak about that? Yeah, that's why. We had it in the middles with Biggie Langston and Dean Ambrose. But uh, I I liked that it was almost like a gauntlet match. But obviously it wasn't because it wasn't a gauntlet match. But it took place one after the other. So that was fun. And that was SmackDown. Um, that yeah. was SmackDown. Let's that talk that was dead air also, but yeah,
4: <laughs> Sorry, I, was, I, was
1: lo- I was looking for my third shameless plug. Oh, uh-huh.
4: yeah. I figured you, you had uh, a nice discussion with yourself going.
1: Yeah. I really need, I really need you to have a nice discussion with yourself going on so I could yeah. get up and turn my fan on.
4: Yeah. So I figured I would do that. Um, but I think now it's time to move along, speak about a lot of bit about the tribute to the troops. Uh, that took place on, I think it was the 28th of December. This start. Well, it, let me, it,
1: it aired on the. Yeah, it aired.
4: Um, let me just start off with the arena itself. I thought it was so cool, so innovative, that arena. From the helicopter
1: to. Well, like, the helicopters they've, they've had, like, it's their helicopters and stuff. Is it? Not WWE's, I'm sorry. Like oh, their, yeah. I was just like, wait, what? Are, yeah, no, it took place at the joint base Lewis mccord in yeah, uh, but Tacoma, so Washington. Cool.
4: I think that's so cool that they bring bring it all together. UFC uh has done an event like that as well. Like a kind of a tribute to the troops kind of a deal. And there's some something about the tribute to the troops that it's always very cool, very uh different from other events. Yeah, it's
1: awesome that JBL 10 uh 10 years ago now almost I think maybe 10 or 11 years. Went to Vince McMahon and they ended up doing that, two thousand three. So that was pretty cool, and uh, I, I did like that. It looked like a big independent wrestling show. Uh, the entranceway was an airplane, which we I don't I mean we've seen similar things like that before, but it was pretty cool. No, I gotta agree with you. Yeah, um, I do wish they would go back overseas to do it in <laughs> Afghanistan or Iraq, but I guess I don't. I guess you you no know what? I do like the fact that you get to uh, um,
4: entertain uh, the people serving the country all over the place, so I'm okay with it. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's so many. So, uh, which we love. Thank you very much for uh, defending this country and serving. Um, Also, so let's get into the matches. We start off with Daniel Bryan facing off against Bray Wyatt. Uh, I I thought that this was actually a very
1: I I thought it was very entertaining. Yeah, it, it was, ended up uh, Bray Wyatt lost because of a DQ. Yeah, uh, the Wyatts interfered, and so C- DQ. CM Punk ran down, and then Vicky Guerrero made that a tag team match, which led into Daniel yep. Bryan. And the C- thing, let me just interfere real quick. I really thought it was weird that she
4: made it Harper and Rowan versus Bryan and Punk, as opposed to Harper and Bray versus Bryan Punk or Rowan versus Bray versus Bryan and Punk, just because how Bray was already in the previous match. I thought they should have advanced from that first match, as opposed yeah. to
1: just changing the entire match. Yeah, it was it was strange, but I mean, I I guess the people who got involved were the Wyatt family.
4: Yeah, but then so, the, and then Bray Wyatt interfered in that match. Yeah, which led Matic to John Cena. Well, led yeah. to John Cena coming yeah, so, out
1: and evening things out. So, uh, I to, thought to honestly, the, yeah, led to John Cena, Daniel Bryan, CM Punk defeating the Wyatt family.
4: The more and more matches I watch of Luke Harper, the more and more I see shades of Bruiser Brody, the more and more I feel like I could watch a Luke Harper match.
1: Yeah. What was I, that? I don't know. You tell me, man. That was your end. Nah, I'm drinking my beer over here. Maybe, You're right over there? It wasn't my end. it, was a, Dude, that's kind of weird. Nah, it wasn't my end, dude. Maybe it was, was Chris's. Chris was- Chris <laughs> was- <laughs> <laughs> dude, we're on such the same brave, wave wavelength. Brain, brain length. Wavelength, brain wavelength—is that what I'm trying to say? Well, someone that's not on the same brain
4: wave as the WWE <laughs> audience. Uh, not Daugherty really. Performed. What
1: do you mean, not on the same brain wavelength? Eh, who really wanted to see Daughtry?
4: A lot of people. Uh, Santino came out, introduced Daughtry. He performed "Cool Story," bro. No,
1: dude, it's real. Um, like everyone there, it was—it uh, was really cool to see all the troops, like they and their families too, appreciate how much. Like of all these things, like they really they were into seeing Chris Daughtry and his band. Yeah, it was just them
4: because Daughtry is not really that great. Yeah, um, see, screw you. You got to be into San that Diego. kind of music.
1: What? You got to be into that kind of music. I'm not like into Daughtry or anything, but I, yeah. I, I could see like he won American Idol. I think so. Not, yeah, that that doesn't every, say, yeah, that doesn't it's say. About. Yeah, that doesn't say much for American Idol. To me, there's only like three. Name. name your thee. Oh, name your thee. Well, your obviously Carrie Underwood because she, like, took country music to, to... Of course, she has to be on there. Obviously, Kelly Clarkson. Of course, she has to be on there. And, I don't know, Jennifer Hudson, even though she didn't win, or... Okay, s- I can someone, see that. I don't know who else. Um, What about Constantine? Who's, I mean, who's he's doing... Yeah, he's all over the place. I think he was like even he was performing I think he was performing live tonight out on Long Island doing a cover band or something. Uh, who's the – oh, man, uh, Scotty McGreary. Right, even though I haven't heard much from him recently. No, but he he made it uh, bigger than – Yeah, he uh, did. Uh, and
4: B- bigger Clay than Ruben. Nah, Clay Aiken yeah, made R- it pretty Reuben's, big. Ruben Stutters.
1: Clay Aiken made it pretty big, even though Ruben Stutter won that season. Which yeah. is weird that we're talking about American Idol, but that yes, just shows Fandango. how old we are, right?
4: Yeah, right. Fandango faced off against R-Truth. This match lacked everything. Um, I was not entertained with this match. With
1: I I was entertained when, during Fandango's entrance, Daughtry's drums were still out there and he jumped over them. That was actually pretty cool. I I, I rewound that like several times to see if I was seeing it correctly. I actually
4: thought for a slight second that it would be kind of funny if he his foot caught the drug set and he kind of just face planted.
1: Yeah, that, that's but not funny. That's like, why would you hope for something like that? I didn't say I hope. You were like, I was hoping. I, 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 I was wishing laughed. and hoping. I would have laughed at that. Yeah, but um, Jeff Dunham lost. Yeah, just to say that Jeff
4: Dunham went out there performed. Is it just me or is Jeff Dunham done?
1: Well, the Bell like, Twins introduced him. Let's yeah. just say that. Okay. And honestly, I don't find Jeff Dunham funny at all.
4: Me neither. Like, I did find some of his jokes funny, but... Like,
1: he performed a comedic, like, political version of Twas the Night Before Christmas. Yeah, he brought up Obamacare and but very, uh... Honestly, like, that was not...
4: I don't know man, I don't know yeah, if Joe, Jeff I don't, don't know if
1: I don't like ventriloquists.
4: or He was he was funny around the time Dane Cook was funny. I
1: like... was noticing a lot of like the doido at the desk doll with him.
4: Well <laughs> nice. no, like
1: honestly like I have always wondered how like well that's from Doug. I I'm assuming a lot of people know that if they're listening. If not, there was a show on Nickelodeon called Doug. In one of the episodes, Doug wanted to be a ventriloquist, so he had that, and the guy taught him the – or a book taught him the doy do, do the daskadol Did you say that ten, ten times fast? No. But I was – like, I always try and listen to ventriloquists to hear, like, how they pronounce their Bs and stuff, and I heard it. I heard the the Ds, and I heard him pronouncing it like the doy do, the daskadol So, to me, I don't know. I don't find ventriloquism so cool. But All right. Know. Brandon hates – yeah, yeah, I, don't like, hate, I don't hate Jeff Dunham. I don't hate ventriloquist acts. But Big Show came out, which I kind of thought was maybe disrespectful, but uh, came out, he interacted with a puppet and told Jeff Dunham he needed to stop his act because he wanted to perform, which I don't know if it's disrespectful, but it's funny. I didn't find it funny
4: at all. Yeah. I, I think Big Show is just on the card because he's been doing the Tribute to the truth for so long.
1: Yeah, but Big um, Show, he defeated Damian Sandow.
4: He's actually the biggest failure of 2013 Big Show. Show. Yeah, in my mind, he was the biggest disappointment of 2013. And I think Big Show is looking at retirement soon because there's not (laughs) much else for him to do.
1: Did you not see those uh, internet rumors, I guess you'd say, for the Royal Rumble?
4: No, sir. I've been actually avoiding every single Royal Rumble rumor as to uh, entry-wise and stuff like that.
1: Apparently, Big Show grew his hair back. Yeah, about that. And he's gonna act as the giant. Yeah, I'm just kidding. That's great. Oh, comedy. oh, oh! Sorry, I missed your joke. Fuck you, Dave. Um, Thank you,
4: you. Yeah, so Big Show defeated Damien Sandow, and then Cena, Daniel Bryan, the entire roster came out doing the yes chant to Daniel Bryan's theme song. Yeah,
1: they were all and set the crown,
4: set the crowd, crowd home happy. It, I thought it was a cool way to end it. Those are always yeah. kind of interesting and fun to see the WWE superstars breaking kayfabe I just, with the uh,
1: fans. I just wish that NBC had a longer time slot for this episode because they didn't air all the matches that were taped.
4: Yeah, I was actually going to ask you if you wanted to cover the rest of the matches um, and talk about it. But Do you have the rest of the matches or no? I mean, I didn't write them down. I yeah, so watched. I watched like one of them, but that was it. Where'd you watch it? My website, dude. Oh. Yeah, it has the... Well, I, I didn't realize you had matches. a website,
1: dude. I didn't realize. Yeah, it
4: has all the matches in between. I like the fact uh, that Sandow... Actually, I might as well talk hit, about that When one. he hit underneath the ring? Yeah, no, I thought that was really funny. Why, did you not like that? No, I liked it. I liked the fact that John Cena saw it and started laughing. Yeah. Um. All right, my website where you can watch it is watchwrestling.tv. Uh, this website is sick. WWE shows TNA. Can I Rich cut
1: you butter. off? Can I cut you
4: off? Watch Wrestling dot uh, no, Watch I,
1: I was going to say, can you do two minutes on this website? <laughs> um, I guess
4: nah.
1: not. No, of course not.
4: They didn't pay me for it.
1: But that was Tribute to the Troops.
4: Tribute to the Troops. Now it's time to talk about Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. That's right. It's Monday Night Nitro. We have, have a lot st- of bats, a lot of bads. Yes, yeah, so a lot of
1: bads for them last Monday Night Raw of 2013. Where do you want to start with the bads? Right at the, top? at the beginning. Yes, the opening match, the opening contest: CM Punk versus Seth Rollins. That
4: works because my screen can't see that. There we CM go. CM
1: Punk defeated Seth Rollins, but uh, to me, I thought the match. I thought the match was decent. But there were, oh, obviously, yeah. there was a lot of miscommunications, um, I guess, maybe. Yeah, there was a few botched, botches in the
4: match. It was very, it was just like they weren't communicating very well. There was a botched corner spot, a botched running spot. Um, it was just a little bit sloppy, and it looked a little bit dangerous at times. Um, I was very happy to see CM Punk do the Welcome to Chicago, which we haven't seen him do in a little bit of time. Is that the, the move in the rope? Um, no, no, that's the, the double underhook backbreaker. Oh, okay. Yeah, very simple, but that's like one of his signature moves that he just, I haven't seen from him in a long time.
1: I didn't realize that every wrestler had a name for every move they
4: did. Dude, independent wrestling. <laughs> 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 um But yeah, uh, it, it was kind of like, it did fall, sh- uh, fall short from what I was hoping this match would be. Uh, even CM Punk said, which was kind of weird and crazy. It was odd. Yeah, it was very odd that some fan wrote to him on Twitter saying congratulated him on such a good match to end the year, and CM Punk responded saying um, something around around the lines that it was awful. Well, he, he called it garbage. Yeah, he's yeah, that's what it was. That the match was garbage.
1: So very weird. Yeah, um, we also had which I believe that was their very first time facing off one on one in WWE. Uh. Yes, yes, I can confirm it, Michael Cole. That was their very first time. We have confirmation on this? Well, Michael Cole did, so
4: Okay, sounds
1: good. Um Booker T
4: celebration is also in the bed. Are you surprised? No, you shouldn't be. He
1: wanted to uh, have a spin-a-rooney party.
4: Yeah, and, and then Wade Barrett uh came at came had a rising podium.
1: I like the fact that it lifted up now, it gave it something no, different. no, no! Listen, it gave it something. It, it was different. It's still a ugh, terrible, terrible thing that doesn't belong on television. Have them do matches. Have them at the wrestle. current time.
4: You're watching a man's career go down the toilet bowl. Yeah, but as we've said many times, the only way to build up a superstar at their level is to crush them and then bring them back up using my my logic. So, I mean, and we have seen this so many times. Dolph Ziggler being one of them. Samoa Joe being another one. We have seen this used in the past where they are crushed to pretty much nothing in the rankings.
1: Yeah, we even saw Red Pepper. Yes, that is a fact. Um, Yes. Those trucks are terrible. It's 2014, folks. You thought they'd stop? No, unfortunately they did not. Yeah, (laughs) don't do that. You're not rip torn.
4: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Nice. Uh Triple H welcome back Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman to the WWE
1: and nobody cares. Can I just say that it took it literally literally took 10 seconds from when Triple H introduced it and when Brock Lesnar's music hit. Do you yeah, know how stupid that was. I did like the interaction with Mark Henry though. Well, uh, first of all, Why would Triple H be the one that welcomes him back, especially with all their recent history between them?
4: I guess because they just put it all, like, now that Triple H, I don't know, Triple H was in the authority role in the past. So it is different, but maybe he just got over it, being old and not being able to get in the
1: ring. Um,
4: But, yeah, I was
1: okay with it. Paul Heyman announced that Brock Lesnar wanted to be the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Brock grabbed the mic and said that he deserves that number one contender spot just because he's Brock Lesnar. Then he went all Howard Dean. He ch- yeah, he challenged anybody. Well, not not at that point, I don't think. But he challenged anyone in the back to do anything about it. Mark Henry stepped out, got beat up. I, I thought it- this was cool, though. I
4: like the fact that Mark Henry
1: sent Lesnar like into that the was, crowd. That was kind of,
4: it was so... And, and then ta- he got tackled through the barricade and then got nailed with an F5. But was
1: it not pointless?
4: No, it was very needed because it showed that Brock Lesnar is still But it doesn't powerful. show him. We've seen this already. It's like
1: we've yes, seen fan, him do fans, this with Mark Henry.
4: Yes, but fans are, fans are stupid and they don't have that attention span. They probably forgot that they have done this before. I forgot that they've done this before. I mean, this. I think that this was a necessary thing to do for Lesnar to make an I impact think, on his return. I think uh, it was
1: for them to do this with Mark Henry.
4: Who else would have... Uh, I could agree with you on that. Big Show. Yes, I could agree with you on that as well. I would have rather well, seen Big I Show mean, in this role as opposed to Mark Henry, seeing that Mark Henry is being uh, built with Biggie Langston and potentially... Uh, Feuding with him at some point.
1: Although I guess the reason well, why they possibly didn't do it with Big Show is because he was at the house show up in Canada.
4: Yeah, that's why a lot of wrestlers didn't appear on yeah. Raw, such First as John well, Cena, Randy Orton. I was,
1: was going to leave that to the goods, but this was a Monday Night Raw that, to me, for the most part, was really good. Where John Cena and the WWE World Heavyweight Champion Randy Orton weren't even on it, so which is
4: very weird because it's the last Raw of 2013. But it still and your shows your champion isn't on it, and neither is uh, your number I guess, your guy. top pieces. Uh,
1: but it's like it just proves that this company can work without these guys being shoved down our throats week that in week does. out. And except is WWE is gonna be like, oh, that didn't happen. We we have Randy Orton, blah blah blah. He's the current champion. Of course, he's great. Yeah.
4: The other bad that we had was the match. Uh, Eva Marie, the Bella Twins, and Funkin Dactyls facing off against Iksana, Alicia Fox, Caitlin, Rosa Mendez, and Summer Rae. You write your notes backwards. Uh, yeah, I know. Every
1: single time, dude. I'm telling you.
4: No, I just flipped it. I don't. I don't like reading the uh, winner as first all the time.
1: Oh uh, well, to the turn. No, keep yeah, up. yeah.
4: Um, yeah. I there was no interest in this match. Why? What's the point of the Bella Twins not tagging Eva Marie? Well, that. Like, why did it? That's didn't like they...
1: to me, we kind of saw the return of heels and faces in the Divas division, kind of.
4: Okay, but then,
1: okay, hold on. So they did not tag
4: Eva Marie, the Bella Twins. So she tags in Cameron oh, very hard. Cameron gets in and was just like, yo, what's up? I feel and terrible. Then, by the way. I
1: laughed at that on
4: Twitter. Yeah, I did too. And then Eva Marie gets out of the ring. No,
3: who I, was I standing... laughed.
4: Who was she standing next to? <laughs> right. Who was she? Please, Brandon, who was she t- standing next to? Right. The Bella Twins, right after they refused to tag her hand to for the, uh, the official tag, she's standing next to them on the ring apron, even making it even more ar- awkward that I don't even think anybody else would notice this. Can we, but can we make that a new word? Which? Arkward? 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 Arkward. Arkward? Yeah. If I could say it again. Arkward. Arkward. Um, I don't think anybody else would notice this but they had 3 of them standing on the same side of the ring that pissed me off <laughs> the fact that the two bella twins are standing on the uh hard ca- uh what is it is it hard camera yes when you're facing the camera that's the hard camera side right i mean i'm not in the biz all so. right well they're they're fa- the bella twins are facing the hard camera and they're next to A- uh, Eva marie while Ni- uh naomi is standing on the other side by herself <clears throat> i thought that I thought that's what I said. No, you said Naomi. Uh, Naomi. I thought that was just looked stupid. The fact that they refused to the tag and now they're standing
1: next to each other. Um, it just blew my mind. Well, Alicia Fox looked stupid in this match when she did her little tag out to Caitlyn, or tag into Caitlyn. Oh yeah, and then Caitlyn like was like, "What? What?" And then like she just gave her two slaps on the ass. Yeah, as that if, was... like that's a normal thing to do. Where like. I really hope that they don't put her on Total Divas because she just looks so fucking stupid in real life. Um, what about or the quote, face unquote, real life? I uh, took? I was uh, very yeah, happy to see that. That's what I laughed at, but I feel terrible because that looked like it really fucking hurt. Oh, that, that looked right. like it hurt?
4: And that only, once I saw that, I was just like, bitch, get out of the ring. She's not be in the ring.
1: Wrestling is dangerous, and it shouldn't be done on live TV if you're not trained well enough.
4: Yes. So Alicia Fox
1: and-, and Cameron should not be professionally wrestling. Wow, you left even Marie out of that. Well, for the first she's- of all, she looked she held her own somewhat during the match. She didn't really do much, but No, oh, but she's but she the thing that I said this when she first had her first match,
4: I think, or second match, she played the crowd. I love the fact that she's blowing those kisses. She's playing up that heel devilish uh But I'm uh, not I'm that- not
1: like, she did look stupid in that match as well, when she was in the headlock, or had the person in the headlock, and she's, but, like, doing not, those... not at the scene. She, dude, she oh, looked like... But, no, right, right, but she she just looked like she needed somebody else to teach her other than Bill DeMott. Like, she's, like, grinding up on what the person. What about Sarah Del Rey? Uh, well, to me, I'm saying Bill DeMott, because he's the creepy dude from NXT, where... He's probably yeah. like, oh, no, don't no, do it again. No, grind up. Look like we're fucking, yeah. Was it like him and the athletic trainer down there?
4: Yeah. Uh, so? whatever. Take Weisa, a picture fuck. of this.
1: Take a picture of her grinding on me.
3: Oh, no, do it
4: The one good thing I did like about this <laughs> match was Oksana got the yes, spotlight. she got the win. That is the one thing that I would give good about this match is that Oksana got the spotlight, which she deserves, and it is kind of not surprising The last Raw of 2013, she picks up the pinfall victory, and Triple H really likes her. A lot of people in the higher-ups really have a lot of, I don't know, they really back Xana. So I'm not surprised to see her picking up the last victory, but it's just a very nice thing to see. She didn't marry Goldust, did she? Uh, No, she did not.
1: (laughs) She's very built. Yeah, like she has that kind of. She key. was. She was. Like, a, she was a, a bodybuilder thing. I think was she One like of i those did, things in like Lithuania. I never, I never noticed how built she is. She really does have a, a, a semi Caitlyn built to her. Yeah, she did those competitions.
4: Yeah, she's very sexy though. Um, definitely very happy about that. Andy though. Yeah. Yeah. Middles. Yep. All right. Goods. All no right. middles. Why? Why not? Because we always do bad middles, middles, bads. Let's
1: go with the goods. No, because then we're going to be left for talking about shit. Well, if they're shit, why are they in the middles? They should be in the beds. No. No.
4: (laughs) Fine middles. Stephanie McMahon announced that it will be Randy Orner versus John Cena for the WWE World Heavyweight
1: Championship at Royal Rumble. Why is that in the middles? (laughs) I'm just kidding.
4: I... Don't know. You tell me. I
1: didn't write no, the list. No, seriously though, it's like, <laughs> why did that need to happen? First of all, like that. I understand John Cena's getting his rematch, but why did it didn't have to be done on such a level as having Stephanie McMahon
4: go out there? Where she's
1: like, "Oh, I'm going to have this big announcement. I have such a such a great announcement to make. Let's air this Randy Orton promo video that just shows how big of a douche he's become." Yeah, and, and, and like, yeah, so like. So what?
4: Who cares? I'm okay with the rematch, though. The match no, itself. I'm perfectly fine with the rematch. I just... It's just... Come on. It's, it is scary that everybody always complains about Orton and Cena being the top two uh, people that are like shoved down your throats by the WWE. Yet, when they face off against each other in the main event, those are the pay-per-views that you actually want to see. Those are the matches that you can guarantee yourself w- will be good. I mean... It's, it's unfortunate, but you can't deny it. Right. The Orton-Cena matches have been very good. I mean, yeah, TLC was <laughs> not living up to expectations, but still, for what it was, it was good. Yeah. Uh, Biggie Langston took on Fandango and
1: defeated him. Uh, this was your favorite match of the night, right? Listen, Biggie Langston continues to put on the same shitty matches every week, and it doesn't do anything for the championship and the reason why i put this in the middle is because fandango makes everything that langston did look more believable I, like like for biggie langston do you honestly expect me me to believe that he can't walk during the match because of the move that fandango put on him but then like uh, he'll limp through the match and then he'll be able to run around and jump for the splash it that, was that's just yeah. bullshit that's bullshit and everyone yeah. keeps saying that Biggie Langston's the future and he, it's the breakout star of 2014 and whatever. That needs to pass. And he needs to drop the championship and just go away. Yeah, he's not the
4: breakout superstar of 2014. Just because he got the Intercontinental Championship doesn't make him a breakout superstar. But it's not, that, no, it's not like... That just no, means no. that he had playtime with no, no, Pat no, no, no. Patterson. No, no, no,
1: no, 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 It doesn't say that that's the reason why he's going it's, to... It's, he's going to be a breakout superstar. Like oh, Biggie Langston's going to be the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. No champion. If he was the championship, <laughs> that'd be weird. Yeah, who are you, Psycho Sid? <laughs> Imagine that. Like Greg Colley's like, I'm gonna wear you for a title belt. Just put him around. Right, Swiss. that
4: was Psycho Sid that said that. What that I'm gonna wear you like the championship? No, said that. Uh, said that someone was the champion. That he was the championship, oh, or no. some either him or Scott Steiner. Yeah. They cut the best promise, obviously, but something also not believable. Was Great Khali... Why is that not believable? Uh, winning oh, oh, yes, that's yes, just
1: yes, okay, okay. Because that winning a fan vote
4: over Kofi Kingston and The Miz?
1: Yeah, well, Damien Sandow, he told Renee Young before that even happened that if he loses his match on Raw, he'll retire. So I was hoping. I was like, yo, everybody better vote for Great Khali just so he can get another loss in 2013. so which everybody listened to me, I guess, and voted for Great Khali and, I mean... Got another loss okay, Sandow
4: versus Kofi would have been nice. Miz is still an asshole. Um, and not in an a good... Not like a Anderson. Oh, not in a good way. Not in a good, good asshole way. way. Like, like, I was watching... A, a, I'm not skipping ahead. Uh, yeah, but it was bad. Sandow versus Kali, bad. Kali, please go away. Nobody wants any of that. Go. go any away. of
1: what, Dave?
4: Of his, his matches. Nobody wants to watch any of that. Yeah. Uh, On to the goods, finally. The Rock has come back.
1: How could you not say Sam that
4: when you say it? opens up Raw, talking about 2013. That wasn't really his year. Uh, and putting but, it over the Shield.
1: Yeah, he did say it was the Shield's year. Uh, And he said, oh, I want to challenge you or whatever. He want wants to talk to you right about now or whatever. Or just then the, the Shield's music hit, and he kind of was like, oh, what a coincidence!"
4: Yeah, I like that little part. And then especially where he was just like, he wants to face the best member of the Shield. And everybody's like, kind well, well, of no, stepping Dean, up. Dean
1: Ambrose tried to step up, and Punk said, no, 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 no. I was not talking about you. I beat you so many well, times every, before. Well,
4: there, was, there was a little bit of hesitation as to who was going to, because Roman Reigns looked like he was going to. Rollins was looking like he was about to, and then Ambrose was the one that spoke up about it. Um, I did like the facial reactions of Rollins and Reigns. What was after that day? You like the what? Facial reactions.
1: Interesting. Facial reactions. Facials and facial reactions are the same exact thing. Uh, so yeah, that depends on who you ask. But no, CM Punk. Especially yeah. when you, get you ask- my shame-
4: and when you listen oh, to my God. shameless plug, you'll. Why really do you go
1: always up. plug porn stars? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, come on, dude. But uh, CM Punk... I'm sick. Yeah, are you? CM Punk told Dean Ambrose that he's beaten him so many times, and he's the weak link. He was talking to Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. So then they, they had like a little tiff, I guess you'd say, or whatever. I that.
4: I was I thought that this was very interesting. Uh, the fact that the entire crowd was chanting Roman Reigns. Yeah, which that just was leads awesome. to
1: me saying I'm right, which I hate that I'm saying that. Because I don't want to be like a douchey kid who says like, oh, I'm right. What are you right about? How I said from the start, Roman Reigns breakout. Oh, this was you? Just you? Yeah. Okay. You are like, Seth Rollins is going to have me. Oh, no, I didn't? Him. Yeah.
4: I actually went with Dean Ambrose. I
1: went with Dean Ambrose. And then,
4: and then I switched over to and Roman I Reigns. I
1: switched to Roman Reigns. Yeah. And then I got on a city bus and went to the Madison Square Garden. Did you? What happened? I hitchhiked there. And what did where were you going? I went to see Don Morocco and Jimmy Superfly Snucker. in a cage match. No, surprisingly, it was just at the all you can eat buffet there. Oh, gotcha, <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Something else that
4: all the fans got was Curtis Axel versus Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Ziggler took a huge bump over the top rope. I really liked that. Yeah, uh, where he got thrown right into the outside. I also like the bump that Curtis Axel took. The Irish whip into the second turnbuckle. It just looked really cool. It, it was like it was like a baseball slide kind of thing. Yeah, he j- he just like kind of like it was weird. He like dropped going forward into it. It was yeah, weird.
1: It was weird to see. Like I I did rewatch that three times I believe or twice I guess I watched it live and then twice. Yeah, okay. but um, Dolph yeah, Ziggler beat Curtis Axel and. Just hopefully in 2014, we'll see both of them grow a lot more. Wow. But um, On to our... Wait, Jerusalem. why wow? Huh? Why wow? You actually want to see, I don't know, Curtis Axel... Yeah, just... I don't want to see him just fade away. Like, there's so much potential that could be there. Yeah, but the one thing that he doesn't have is the promo cutting skills that
4: his dad did. Well, But we yeah, don't know scary. that
1: really. We, we really don't know that. We just see, like... And like, Let's see what WWE gives us. But it's also what's unfortunate is that he gets compared
4: to his dad so often and I think that's going to be his his downfall is that he's not going to be able to live up to his father's um Listen, not everybody character.
1: not everybody could swat gum from their mouth. Not everybody could flip the pen and catch it. I mean, right. I can. Brandon, just yeah. I was about to say just because you practice this all your life doesn't mean. Dude, I used to sit through chemistry. The teacher would be like, "covalent bonds," and I'd be like, "flip pen, flip pen, flip."
4: Pen, I could never flip, ever flip pen. the pen, but I could. Always, I always uh, spat the gum out.
1: I would practice that. Practice it every single time I'd get it, and just fucking sign my name.
4: I, I used to do the same exact thing.
1: You would sign my name. How? Yeah. <laughs> did you, how often did you miss? Um, like, one out of 20 Bullshit. times. One really? out of 20 times. Yeah, dude, I, I could do it right now and do it. Like, I'm, I'm it. that damn good. Do it. Oh, I heard hear that. It? Yeah, I heard
4: it. <laughs> I heard it. Damn, yeah, you have a lot of gum that you're hitting.
1: It's not gum you did? It's <laughs> the pen.
4: Oh, I thought you were pretending that you were spitting out of gum and slapping it. No. <laughs> I'm going to spit gum in my room. That's what I'm talking about. How many times have you missed spitting at the gum and slapping it?
1: Uh, recently, I just I missed it on uh, – <laughs> I did miss on How night. All right, do you play night, it off, though? Or, or Tuesday night, I should say. Do you play it off as if you hit it? No. Oh, that's what I oh, did. Oh, actually, <laughs> I, did I, I think I, I spit it and missed, and I was like, oh, shit, did you see where that went? Yeah, I always so – even yes, if I, I miss, I like, because
4: I'll usually do it walking somewhere, and someone will see it. And I'll completely miss, but I'll like look into the direction so this way it looks like I actually did hit it. You'd be like, bro, you, so.
1: you just stepped on your own gum.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: You'd be, like, yo. part- You'd be like, yo, I sat in my own gum. Look at this. I sat in bubble gum.
4: Yeah. R-Truth versus Brotus Clay with Xavier Woods on commentary. Um, ooh, perfect. This was a decent match. I really like this stuff that they're still doing with Brotus Clay and R-Truth and Woods. Uh, Woods distracted Brodus Clay by bringing out the Funkadactyls.
1: Who had like a TNA type of entrance video, by the way. Yeah, that was brand new, right?
3: <laughs> yeah. They, they yeah. never had that
1: before? Yeah, they need work on that. Yeah. um, Yeah, that was pretty much it with that. Yeah, he distracted Brodus Clay. R-Truth got the win. But uh, on main event this week, or this past week, that didn't air on TV. WWE put it up because it was uh, New Year's Day. Uh, Brodus Clay was actually a guest on Ms. TV. Yeah, he debuted, I guess, kind of like a gangster stripe outfit. Well, that could just be his suit that he would suit up in. Yeah. It was more so that he's got a new entrance theme and entrance, uh... Did did he join the Untouchables? Oh, maybe. Maybe maybe Brodus Clay is the new member of the Untouchables. Mr. Clay? Mr. Clay. Uh Uh-oh. Or is it Mr. Brodus? Mr. Brodus, you have a call on line one? <laughs> um, yeah, this goes on uh,
4: uh This was what I was going to jump ahead with earlier today. That's what I knew. Um, you,
1: I knew you were going to do that, too. The I,
4: Miz. Yeah. I hated The Miz in this entire segment. Really? Really. 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 I cannot listen to his promos anymore. They're very... Something about it that it was fun, it was good at first. Now it lost its appeal... I don't even see the Miz be, having a WWE job if it wasn't for the fact that he's been on the road so often. I mean, it's not because of his matches. It's not because of his in-ring segments. That's for damn
1: What do you mean been on the road so long? Well,
4: with or for with, so much, like like uh, media appearances. And okay, stuff. okay. Because usually he's the one doing the media appearances. Yeah, no, no, I yeah. got you. I understand. So- yeah. Um, but I'm just not a, like am I wrong in this or do you see what I'm saying with it? Mm. Like I mean in the ring he's not doing anything. He really he has fallen so much.
1: You see his that's promos, the thing though. That like to me this all happened with Ric Flair. His his all of his promos are repetitive. Um his What?
4: It's just not good. What? And just a prime example, this segment was bad for him. It was good for Brodus Clay, Mr. Clay, my apologies. But also to go back, I mean... I think you mean Mr. Brodus. Mr. Brodus. Uh, but all of the segments have been pretty shitty. Look at the Michael Strahan part. But I the feel like the this is still... this just... I, uh, honestly, I have to blame Ric Flair for this. Oh, and let's not
1: forget the fact that now the Miz is a face. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. Maybe in wrestling, Vince McMahon doesn't want heels and faces anymore. Yeah, I heard that too. You didn't hear it. You read it. Uh, Asshole heard- Nobody called you on the phone and said David, I have a hot tip for you Woo You know what I'm thinking right now Yes, I do
4: <laughs> <laughs> It's so unfortunate that nobody else does people,
1: See, and now people hate that we have inside jokes on the air, right?
4: Yes, please I think that we should air what I'm no, thinking
1: No, that's of- not going to happen ever. Okay if, if you want to find out what
4: we're talking no, about No,
1: <laughs> no, not going to happen I'll answer you. No, (laughs) no, David, that's not funny. All right, let's. No, that's not funny. That's not funny. Speaking Um, of not funny, this is something very serious. The main event for Monday Night Raw. Oh shit!
4: This is very okay.
1: We had a match where if Daniel Bryan could defeat Luke Harper and defeat Eric Rowan, he will be able to go on to wrestle Bray Wyatt. Daniel Bryan had a really kick-ass killer match with Luke Harper. Dude, that match was amazing. Which um, leads me to say, Randy Orton, John Cena, were not on Monday Night Raw. Again, I'll say it. That match could have ended Monday Night Raw and been perfectly fine. Luke, I'm still
4: a big supporter of Luke Harper. I like the fact that he uh, he escaped the Yes Lock. Yeah. like It was just brute strength taking it, um, uh, getting out of it. Um, the end of the match was kind of weird, though, for me how they played Daniel Bryan's theme song and the referee raised his hand, it was kind of as if they forgot it was a gauntlet match. No, because to me, that, like... I I don't think there's ever been a a time where I've seen a gauntlet match and they've played the guy's theme song and raised their arm, raised their hand in victory after their first match. Usually the second person just gets right in there. I think you're wrong.
1: I think prove me wrong. Prove me right. Prove me right. But Daniel uh, Bryan then went on to defeat Eric Rowan. Who actually put on a good match?
2: Yeah,
1: Can you for, a oh yeah, it was a shorter match. It was it, it, it was And it he matches. was he was pulling out more moves
4: than we've seen recently. That power slam that like he threw him over the table, that was a cool spot. Um I that's exactly what Rowan needs. The very, very short matches. But more in the background of Harper and Bray.
1: And I have to make mention that on New Year's. Do. Day, New Year's Day, I went to Cheesecake Factory. How was it? Delicious, as always. My favorite place to go. What did you order? Fans are curious. Oh my God, I have man. to ask. I had the Chinese chicken salad, David. What is in that? Are you fucking for real right now? You oh, can stall if you want the beer. Just go get the beer. You cursed. <laughs> I cursed before too. Yeah, way to starts in 2014 with curses. It doesn't. No, it's not curses. I'm not going like Ashu uh, McKente or Ashu or whatever. But I was at the Cheesecake Factory, and I was waiting to be called for the table, or waiting to be buzzed, or called. Dude, at, we're not talking about TNA. What does that? What does that mean?
4: Because we're getting off topic.
1: No, 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 no. I was standing, waiting on to wait for to get my table and this little boy was over not not in the corner but near his mother telling him oh my god that guy looks like eric rowan <laughs> no shit and he goes where's bray wyatt there's luke harper where's bray wyatt i was like god, eric rowan i was like i i have to respect that kid for thinking where was him. luke harper i guess he was thinking mike no. With a little kid, like, yeah. <laughs> drugged up. I don't know. Maybe my my beer is not that long. I'm not bald. Yeah. Um. I don't know if I can believe that. And I <laughs> um, went through the trouble to the when I went to Cheesecake Factory.
4: Yeah. You think yes. I made that up? After yeah. the match, though, Rowan started beating up uh, Daniel Bryan. To uh, Harper stopped him. Yes. Which kind was, of pulled him out of the ring.
1: I really like that.
4: Yeah, that was very interesting to see that Harper did not continue with that or allow him to beat him maybe up. maybe
1: we will see the end of Eric Rowan being part of that Wyatt family.
4: Very possible. He's tough to, uh, well, I don't know. He, we could just be seeing him fade into the background as that right. back bodyguard character now. Back
1: bodyguard, yeah. Um,
4: which Bray, friend- Wyatt, Bray Wyatt stepped in. I, and then before the match even starts, Daniel Bryan's getting up in the corner. Bray Wyatt's in the other corner. He's about to do a running avalanche and stops right before he's about to nail it and starts laughing. I loved this spot. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a great way to start the match. It, and it just showed you how sick and twisted Bray Wyatt was.
1: Yeah, but we saw Daniel Bryan, obviously, uh, win, actually, by DQ.
4: Yeah, Bray Wyatt turned his back
1: on uh, Daniel Bryan and then got the crappy out of him. I mean, we I... Over the past bunch of months, we always see these, like, a lot, a lot, a lot of DQ finishes. But I'm fine with this one. Because the Wyatts, when they got involved, they attacked him, whatever. Daniel Bryan ended up saying that Bray has been right all along. Yeah. Um, this entire- That, that oh. the authority doesn't listen to the people, and he's sick of it. So yeah. he's going to join Bray and the rest of oh. the Wyatt family.
4: Like, I love the entire promo from Bray Wyatt saying how it could be different, how he was singing. And uh, then Daniel Bryan, like you said, was saying how no matter the cheers, the matches that he wins, the machine won't let him win. Right. Um, And I love the end, like kind of the acceptance part. Bray Wyatt accepting him. Daniel Bryan accepting Bray Wyatt was where uh, Bray Wyatt had his arms out. Daniel Bryan put his arms out uh, while he was on his knees. It was kind of cool. And they got nailed with the sister Abigail. Yeah, it was kind of like in my eyes when he hit the sister Abigail. Oh no! What, what is that word that I'm thinking of? It's so... St- um, what's that religious word where?
1: uh oh, baptized. Oh, okay, um, folks, we're not we're not of that yeah. religion, so <laughs> excuse
4: us. Uh, yeah. So when he was like, it was kind of like he was being baptized. Yeah, I could see where that. all of his sins, all of Daniel Bryan's sins, were washed away with that sister Abigail, and then that even um, further, I saw that baptism take place as Luke Harper and Eric Rowan kind of carried uh, carried Daniel Bryan on their shoulder. So to me, that shoulders. was kind of
1: Jesus-like.
4: Yes, and then Bray Wyatt's walking ahead, and then they allow Daniel Bryan to kind of just walk towards uh Bray Wyatt as wanting to move forward wanting this new start I thought that this was like I saw it as the entire the
1: baptism of Daniel
4: Bryan into the Wyatt family and I thought it was great
1: um before I continue with that you had made mention that he did like kind of sing yes I kind of want to hear Bray Wyatt sing Rainbow Connection one of these nights (laughs) (laughs) I, I I love it I I love the singing like, imagine that. Like, why are there so many songs Would you about buy it rainbows? I don't know, David. But uh, are you, you, can
4: you help me out with this one part, though? Where Daniel Bryan, everybody, the fans are chanting for him. He stops on the stage, turns around, fans are chanting Daniel Bryan. Then something snaps at him. He gets very angry, very angry. He starts to lick his lips a lot, sticking the tongue out a lot. Kind of like what... uh Luke Harper does on occasion uh very weird just gets very like hoax up and then just relaxes eases down
1: what do you think that's all about i mean it, it kind of was like he's finally just accepting it like he he's holding back that
4: like i don't know maybe the fact that the cheering and the Daniel Bryan's chants have been happening for so long And that anger was just his frustration that he gets chanted this much and this loud, and they support him that much, yet the machine, he cannot get past that machine. So maybe that's why he got so angry, because he started to realize that he cannot defeat the machine. With those chants, he loves those chants, but it got him so angry, he cannot defeat the machine without the Wyatt family and Bray Wyatt's uh, leadership. Are you going for a hat trick on that? Possibly. Did I score? No. No. Yeah, it's no hat trick,
1: um, but a lot of fans after Monday Night Raw went off the air were saying how this buried completely, completely, completely buried Daniel Bryan.
4: And to those fans, no, don't I curse.
1: Don't curse. Don't say, say. Have a nice day. I just I don't understand why they think that. That like uh, to me, I thought this was a fantastic way, especially to end the the Monday Night Raw year. And uh, I'll say it again, to not have to John Cena, to not have Randy Orton, this was a fantastic way to end Monday Night Raw. To have even uh,
4: Stephanie, Stephanie McMahon or Triple H made mention of it earlier in the night calling Daniel Bryan Superstar of the Year. Right. There is the superstar
1: Superstar of the Year. Right. There's a reason the why fact, he's ending
4: Monday Night Raw yeah, on top. The fact that the Superstar of the Year is not accepting the fans anymore not accepting the fans reactions towards him towards him anymore resulting to wyatt, uh the wyatt family i think that's that's amazing that's something that we haven't seen in a long time um if you are a, li- a listener and you didn't like the end of raw please let us know write in to us comment on this episode if you don't want to comment on the episode uh, p- go to Facebook, facebook.com slash mark out and let us know. Cause I'm actually like Brandon curious why you didn't like it. Yeah. And this also goes into uh, a few comments ago, a few episodes ago about you cannot please every single fan. I mean, they find they pleased us, but yeah. you, c- you can't please every fan. Yeah. Uh, With that being said, Anything else with uh, WWE? Do you want to go on to a break and then talk about outside wrestling news? or uh, That could work for me. Former musical guest of ours, B-Side, wrote into us, Anyone who believes in my dream, I need your help. As you may know, I've been hit with this diagnosis of MS. It has affected every aspect of my life, my job, my family, and most of all, my music. I am trying to find people who want to invest in the next B-side project as my funds are limited to taking care of my well-being during this tough time. I've set up a page to invest in my next project. I ask if you would please go to it and hear what I have to say. Um, You can go check. uh, You can can share it with anyone you think you may, uh, may be interested in it as well. This is my life with MS now, and I plan to spread the word of my struggles with MS through my music and beyond. You can go choo- uh, check out that little fundraiser at www.gofundme.com B side, that's C I D E. Right. And uh, you can go check them out at B um,
1: side.com.
4: Yeah, side yeah,
1: and this is uh, who I am. And we'll be right back here. On marking out.
0: Have shaped my life as the who I be I never thought as the years Passed by that I would see All I've seen with my own two eyes I'm understanding more and more Looking at my parents Now they're back together and it's all been apparent I know they really loved each other And me and my brother But they couldn't live together for years With the struggle I got to fed my frustrations Through the tracks I was making And it was therapy for me But now I'm done with the hating My father's been an inspiration It ain't no debating he was gone and now he's back And I'm loving the greatness I see so much of me in him And much of him in me And he will tell you the same And that's how it's gonna be So to my father and mother And my one and only brother I love all you guys And we'll always have each other
3: this life.
0: on Genesee Street. Now as time went by, I'm still on Genesee Street. Hey, honor am i making you proud i'm feeling tears go down my face as i'm writing this now i hope you made it to heaven i know you made it to heaven i feel your presence right now and it's more than a blessing i make this promise to you i'll buy the double 15 with the first million i make it's a reachable dream so the message that i bring might not always be clean but i try and reach the few who will listen to me they say your music's really dope that's a god-given talent don't you ever quit it this and you'll take over the planet when the going it's tough, the tough keep going And there's a proven fact to me Cause every day I've been showing All my strength in this business I'm calling music, I don't I call it feeling, call it hope Call it emotion, call it
3: dope, dope. This life is my story.
0: i my soul to this music with more than a rhyme. Mary and Tulio, and Vito, you gave me so much love. I'll never forget it, though. Looking back at pictures now from when I was young. It was all a blast we had together. Oh, how much fun. My grandparents were awesome, so ahead of that time. I wish I knew them now so I could buy some wine. I would have a glass with you, but now I toast to you. Take the glass and hold it up, and I will say salute. One day I'll be married with kids. To my own, all the values you instilled in me will all be passed on. I love being Italian, I'm proud of my heritage, no one can take that away. I'm never embarrassed of it, just know I'm doing good, making some of my life, and I know that you can see me cause I can feel it at night
4: You just heard B-Side, who I am. Once again, you can go help fund him in his next B-Side project at www.gofundme.com slash B-Side. You could also go check out some more of his music at www.b-side.com. Time for some outside the ring news. Yes. Brandon, have you heard any?
1: <laughs> yes, I have. What have you uh, heard? Well, first, well, let me start off by saying that uh, next week on Tuesday, Tuesday the Seventh. 7th, I believe the next bunch of downloadable content for WWE 2K14, the last batch, will be available with Bruno San Martino, Dusty Rhodes, Rick Rude, Jake the Snake Roberts, and uh, all the WWE the Superstar heads that they're having more of. Is there any shot of them throwing in, like, an extra person or no?
4: Is that, like, just I Mark Greens? Th- Honestly,
1: yeah, I think, that, I think that's it, man. But it was cool they released the video of uh, Bruno San Martino today on Friday. And I'm pretty sure he's got a bunch of new moves. So he's got his backbreaker and everything. And I'm pretty positive that is one wrestler that not many people will be using. I kind of feel like he'll be one of the people that might be, like, fun to wrestle with, like Yoko. Yeah, that's I mean. true, that's true. Um,
4: have you seen, have you heard about, apparently they want to, they're going, the WWE Network will feature Chris Benoit matches.
1: And rightfully so. Yeah,
4: definitely. Rightfully so. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, rightfully so. Somebody wants
1: Kalisto to wrestle.
4: Uh, Chris Benoit footage will be played on the WWE Network with a disclaimer. Which is stupid.
1: That's dumb to me.
4: Yeah. You're kind of giving, uh, the Chris Benoit, like, the footage some sort of meeting by putting a disclaimer in front of it. Right. But honestly, if that's the only way to, that you will play Chris Benoit footage, fine. Whatever. Be my guest. Well, that's funny. Great, um, great pun, Dave. Yeah, yeah. WWE Developmental, uh, apparently they have some classes taking place. Apparently they're going to be having classes in management of money, debt, taxes, media training, marketing, uh, injury prevention. The list is just goes on and on.
1: Which is something that's fantastic because I believe a long time ago we said this on the show that guys, really young, 20-year-olds or whatever, they get yeah, famous. Yeah, these, these people are very young in there. They're they, only 20 and yeah, up. Right, and they don't know exactly. Like, they've never been famous before.
4: Actually, I think Paige is only 19.
1: Right, something like that. Or yeah, just, 19 be, or 20. But, like, these guys and girls have never been famous before, so we've said this, that classes on money management classes on actually how to be famous could help. Uh, yeah. and it could prevent a lot of stuff.
4: And I'm that. sure that this, this goes back with, uh, uh, with Aaron, uh, talking about triple H a few episodes back. I wouldn't, I don't know if this would happen if triple H wasn't in charge. I think triple H being, um, that he went through so much with the, uh, pro wrestling, that he's seen so much take place with the young superstars that could have been and just didn't – or they did and didn't uh, go any further because of whether it's money or drugs or or injuries.
1: Or because Ric Flair just spent so much of his money and now has to come back for old-school Monday Night Raw.
4: Yeah, or money. But I wouldn't be surprised if Triple H was a big part of this uh, this, um, mandatory classes. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Um and they're also doing um a college like a college class um uh reimbursement thing too. That's awesome. Yeah, so very, very cool. Um But who has
1: who has time to go to college classes and go to and wrestle?
4: Um I'm, I'm I'm sure it's a, for abbreviated, abbreviated I mean. courses or possibly online courses. But I, I'm not too sure about too much of it uh Big Show was supposed to end 2013 on top. Take he was supposed to defeat Triple H, Randy Orton and then lose to Brock Lesnar. Thank God and none of that happened.
1: Yeah. Um, Although like I said, I think Big Show should have done like one, that. Yeah. That should have been the one with Brock Lesnar instead of Mark Henry. Yeah. Um all right, uh let's talk about Mae Young a
4: little bit. Yeah. Uh unfortunately, uh she was in the hospital during Christmas uh I don't know about during Christmas. But during uh, late December, Mae Young was in the hospital. She was released on December 30th, but released into hospice care. Um, this is an unfortunate unfortunate position right now. And hopefully everything is well with Mae Young and uh, she can have some sort of recovery, I guess.
1: Yeah, she's been a real, real trooper throughout her whole career.
4: Yeah, she was even going to be on the uh, – oh, we didn't even talk about the old school Raw next week. There we go. We are continuing this second half. I
1: think uh, <laughs> I I think. Uh, I think she might be the only professional wrestler to ever have wrestled in nine decades, I think. Does that make sense? Uh, or or no, eight decades?
4: It, it, it makes sense. I mean, it's possible. I'm not going to say no. I think she debuted uh, in
1: 39, so – Jeez. Yeah,
4: I think uh, that's when, so – the American Pimples will not be getting signed by Triple H or the WWE. Uh, apparently, Triple H is not a supporter of them, uh, as you could have guessed. And they also, I guess after there was a spot where Davey Richards landed or came very close to landing on his neck. I don't think he, I mean, he came close, but he didn't land. Uh, Triple H or the referee called the match off, telling them to take it home, and they did not. They continued the match, and that put them in hot water. So, most likely they will not be getting signed. Do you buy this, Brandon? Uh. For this? Because we saw, we watched this on replay even, and we saw that he didn't even land on that neck. Do you think that they're playing up for something? I I don't want that to be true. I don't
1: want that to be. I mean, you're not
4: American uh, Pitbull fans, but I mean, do you see this actually being true? Yeah, I could see it being true. If you disobey orders. But who's to say that he actually that orders were actually given about it? Dirt sheets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Um you mean news sites? Yeah, sorry, news sites. <laughs> um all right, let's talk about well also um Batista he's going to be making his return on the 20th. Uh apparently it's going to be a 2-year deal. Who's excited for a 2-year Batista deal? <laughs>
1: Just yeah. Kidding. No, absolutely. Uh,
4: you know, I, I'm I'm okay with it, but unfortunately it's gonna take the spotlight from so many people that could be up there.
1: Like I said, I'm fine with Brock Lesnar and Batista making their returns as long as it's not main event matches. I don't wanna see yeah, I, I don't wanna see the main event of Elimination Chamber be Brock Lesnar versus Batista versus Randy Orton versus John Cena versus I don't know. Big show and but I also don't want to see
4: them going over
1: younger talent, right? I want to see Dolph Ziggler get wins over Brock Lesnar or Batista yes, or something like that. But they're like not going to agree to that, no, of course not. So they're egotistical kind of like, fucking bitches that like, yeah, they left for a reason. Yep, yeah, that's a fact. Um,
4: let's talk about WrestleMania a little bit. WrestleMania is around the corner, they're talking John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. As one of the few matches. Which, um, I mean, we didn't we hear that months ago? Yeah, we heard it months ago. Which and then now, now is mean, kind it was, of
1: starting to make sense.
4: Yeah, it was dropped for a little bit. But now, after Monday Night Raw, I mean, I could easily see John Cena stepping in there to try to uh, save Daniel Bryan from the grasp of Bray Wyatt and Dude, step imagine, in there and face Bray Wyatt. Imagine the promos that could happen between those two. I think it would be epic this could really make Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family into uh, into stars. Yeah. Um, and I think the match itself of John Cena versus Bray Wyatt would be very entertaining.
1: But, I mean, that's if that happens, because there's other, happens. other matches circulating around John Cena happening. Go into those matches for that, me. I mean, John Cena, a lot. I don't know. Obviously, I have no idea what's what, true or not true. But they're saying John Cena could possibly end up facing Hulk Hogan. They're, yeah, saying, they're, they're saying John Cena could end up teaming up with Hulk Hogan to take on the Real Americans. I also saw that uh, John Cena could team
4: up with Hogan to take on Rowdy Roddy Piper and yeah. uh, an unnamed opponent.
1: I also saw that Hulk Hogan could be teaming up with Roddy Piper to take on the Real Americans. I also saw that they'd be interested in seeing Hulk Hogan versus Roddy Piper. As sort of a WrestleMania 1 to WrestleMania 30 type of.
4: Yeah, like a Legends match.
1: Which, honestly, yes, that takes uh, no. away. Yeah, I wouldn't want to younger, see it. But, but just for the. You see, that's what gets me, though. It's nostalgia. Leave that for the independent scene. Dude, I don't. For Wrestle, it's going to take it's, away. It's, but I, I understand that it'll take away. It, you know, for a fact, away. it's not going to
4: have the same impact that it did when it originally was. It's gonna end but, up in a bathroom. Break, a bathroom. No, break.
1: but if they can get the right people involved and have the right things happen, like if they're so, having, so listen, we're not talking one on one. No, no. If they do in fact have Hulk Hogan versus Roddy Piper in a one on one match, they better damn well have uh, Bob Orton, uh, Mister Wonderful, and Jimmy Snuka, and Mister T out there. I, it's just something that. 30 years later or 29 30 years, years later.
4: Why not No, I was going to say why not 50 years later, but they're not going to last to 50 years later. Yeah, well. 30 years later. Come on. Nobody wants to see that. It's not No, a no, of course nobody
1: more. nobody does want to see it, but if I'd rather if they're, I'd they're...
4: rather see one of these guys team up to take I would rather see them take on the real Americans. I'd rather see I would rather see John Cena versus Hulk Hogan as opposed to Piper versus Hogan.
1: But all I'm is simply saying that if it were to happen
4: if it yes. were to happen, I wouldn't you know what? I wouldn't care what they put on with that match because I would not be watching it. Yeah, you would. No. You're watching I would not WrestleMania. Be. Huh?
1: You're gonna watch WrestleMania.
4: I don't mind walking away from it.
1: Uh speaking of walking away from it, uh Ultimate Warrior is a huge, heavily rumored superstar name to be inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame for two thousand fourteen. And they said that he could possibly have some sort of involvement in WrestleMania 30. I don't know if I would believe the involvement part, but I can see it. I could see ultimate warrior running down to the ring and sprinting and being out of breath and just. screaming. Yeah. Which it brings was, me to another thing about ultimate warrior. There's a, there, did you see anything about people selling his stuff on eBay at all? Yeah. Well, did you like read into that? No where apparently he's trying to get money like full money plus
3: yeah
4: but then i read that that was uh fake a farce yeah that was not true that was not a true well, statement
1: you we could see that being true though right
4: i <laughs> think it should, i think it's stupid i well, think that people like one Warrior your nation that completely yeah, well, rip off a gimmick and sell the product featuring uh ultimate warrior selling his one Warrior Nation autograph over an Ultimate Warrior photo, I think now that is uh possibly a lawsuit right there. Right. But as per eBay, I don't see any problem with it. Um maybe unless they uh it's not a WWE owned product or a product that they bought if it's like a product that they actually made, like an Ultimate Warrior uh t shirt that they printed themselves.
1: But if it's like a custom, I can see that. if it's yeah, a if custom, it's custom figure though, like a custom come on.
4: figure, I I can see that too. That's bullshit. I can see custom figures. That's Anything a custom made. If, I can oh, see I painted.
1: Lawsuits. I painted this picture of Ultimate Warrior. I can't fucking sell it. Who the no. fuck are you? I painted this picture of Jesus. Am I allowed to sell it?
4: No, Jesus says up yours. No, yeah, doesn't sure. work. Doesn't fly that way.
1: Yeah. Okay. I don't think anybody's gonna be pissed. I don't think. I don't think anyone, I don't think Bill Cosby's coming after me if I paint the picture of him and try and sell it. He's like, No, I need to have a ten percent cut of your picture profit. Um
4: also another talking about Bill Cosby Undertaker will be uh <laughs> yeah. is coming up a lot in the WrestleMania discussion.
1: He's like, Undertaker, do you plan on having a wife, a kid, a girlfriend? Here's your money, and you are down to this. Keep working WrestleMania.
4: But the problem with working WrestleMania is that Undertaker's willing to work, but a rumored opponent, Brock Lesnar, is not willing to work it. Um, he, Undertaker not usually. To,
1: Brock's not willing to work it?
4: Yeah, uh, let me finish. Though. Is he going to flip his. Um, turn
1: his flip? Yeah, no.
4: whatever. Uh, Undertaker, apparently, Undertaker enjoys preparing for his matches like actually running through his matches in the ring with other super st- with the his opponent he likes to actually go through the matches and nobody sees Brock Lesnar being uh that flexible to uh meet him in the ring to actually go over everything
1: that's interesting
4: plus we've seen a recent picture of Undertaker's surface and Undertaker looks no, nah, but
1: he looks like that always before WrestleMania. No, this time, yes, dude, he does. No, he dude he's sick. Dude, he always looks like that before no. WrestleMania. Yes, 100%. Last time always, he looks, no, that one hundred percent. And people always forget.
4: Where he was bald on that ship, I did not forget because I remember the picture of him standing on the uh the little boating ship, the boat uh little boat where his uh where he was bald. Um he was he did not look sick. In this it one and the, the,
1: this one it could he, be the color of the picture, it could be what the how much light was exposed.
4: All right, but even still he looks sick. And the and the, the rumors that are going around that Brock Lesnar is in such great condition that he'll just make Undertaker look so bad in the match that it's not gonna, even going to work. So another match that they're talking is Undertaker versus Sheamus what? as yeah, Sheamus returning as a heel. Um but Undertaker spoke up to WWE, and man, that they that he wants to face at WrestleMania 30 is Daniel Bryan. How about that? I don't... Like... Apparently, don't Undertaker has requested that he faces Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30.
1: That's, like, that's a... Like, if that is, in fact, true, that's a huge, huge thing for Daniel Bryan for the yeah. fact that you get left off of WrestleMania, and... Then they finally put you on. It's a 18 second match or whatever it was, and then uh, it's just like you're you're like your whole year you're being held down, held down, and the Undertaker wants to wrestle you.
4: I think that's a huge honor if the and if this is true, I would not
1: mind seeing that. Um, because both of them, I mean, they both dive to the outside, so they're both like. I could, no, seriously. I'm like, I'm planning spots in my head. Like, I could see the match happening.
4: I could see your next WWE 2K14 match being Undertaker versus Daniel Bryan
1: at WrestleMania. I haven't played that in weeks, dude. And we actually mentioned it before uh, WWE Old School Raw will be taking place this Monday, the very first Monday night Raw of 2014. Dave, who do you think we're going to see? What do you want to see? What do you want?
4: What do I want to see? Um, Barry Horowitz. Oh, God. Bob Backlund, Fuck. uh, Matt, uh, Max Moon. Why does this happen? Why do you uh, why? why? Me and Dem- Demanto, are you even joking um, or what? Who else would be a great fit? <laughs> Coco, beware.
1: Why uh, are you being a dick? Why dick are you saying dick. this stuff? Definitely, uh, Bob Backlund, though. Um, I would like to see, honestly, as you're joking or whatever, the I, brothers. you're joking, I would, would not mind seeing Bob Backlund wrestle a match on 2014 television. Uh, okay. I wouldn't be, mind seeing it Bob either. Backlund versus Dolph Ziggler calling that. That's what I want to see. Not going to happen, but whatever. It may. You, you did never. say it, and we do have connections. Yeah. What kind of connections? Rainbows? Uh, yeah. <laughs> But uh, uh I mean, obviously, I, I want to see the New Age Outlaws wrestle. I
4: like, wouldn't mind seeing like the Steiner brothers team up again.
1: Dave, come on, really? Sorry. The Steiner brothers—that's really. That's what about really Money far-fetched? Inc.? Money Inc. That's far fetched too. Dviasi doesn't In? wrestle. Huh? Ted Dviasi doesn't wrestle.
4: He may. I think that
1: that would be. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if he money can Inc. wrestle.
4: Let's go with like uh Money, Inc. versus the Primetime Players. Millions of Dollars versus Million Dollar Man and IRS.
1: I No, honestly, though, I just want Oh, come to on. Say,
4: PTP versus MSM, Dollar Sign. No, I don't know.
1: I don't think, I really don't M- think they're Inc? allowed to. Or I don't think they're able to wrestle is what I should say. Why? I think DiBiase's knees might be gone or something. So have IRS work the match? and Just have... DBSI versus I I mean, DiBiase and and then versus him, And then all you have to do is
4: tag in DiBiase at the end. And, the and he comes in, million team. dollar dream, and that's it. I guess you could do that. Bunny
1: Inc. versus Primetime Players. Dude, my ideas aren't so original. I just wanted to see the New Age Outlaws wrestle.
4: Well, you're going to see them. They showed, like, uh. Yeah, no, they they said
1: it. who was going to be there, basically, for some parts. Yeah. We're uh, going to unfortunately Flair. have Ric Flair again. Ric Flair. Who else? Uh. Trying to think.
4: New Age Outlaws, they did show Money, Inc. Did they? I'm pretty positive they showed Money, Money Inc. Oh, Virgil comes out as well for DLC. Forgot about him. And eh, many people do. <laughs> Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah, uh, yeah but that's going to be... I really... It's very tough for me, old school Raws, because I really go in with a lot of expectations. So it, I really try not to expect too
1: much because I know I'm not going to see it. I mean... There's certain things at this point that we should see, but we don't. But, I mean, it's just one of those things that we could dream. What
4: about this, Brandon? Never done before. Old school Nitro? Yeah, about that. Never
1: done before. As in, like, you want a completely other... Show other than this Monday Night Raw, you want another episode farther down the line to be further
4: down the line? This is at the this is January. How about an old school nitro at, in December or <laughs> no, like uh September? Who are the big players that will appear though? Booker T. Uh,
1: do we I see, mean you're
4: old your old people that it would probably oh, be
1: like Dean Malenko, but DDP, DDP was on that commercial too for old school. Yeah, right, DDP. But do we see people like DDP? Do we see people like Goldberg? Maybe people like
4: Goldberg. <clears throat> I mean, we haven't mentioned him in the WrestleMania talk in a long time, and he was uh talk of the town for a little bit.
1: Maybe this Monday we'll see the return of Hulk, Hulk, Hulk Hogan.
4: Interesting thought. Interesting thought. I just want to see matches. I want to see these old school wrestlers featured in matches.
1: I wouldn't even mind seeing Ricky Steamboat in the ring again. Oh, I don't I think mean, he can wrestle either. Really? Why? Isn't he done after that WrestleMania match because of like something? He had like a stroke or something.
4: I didn't know that. Or not a
1: stroke or something happened. I don't know. I
4: don't know. I just remember that even Steamboat versus uh, Jericho was great. Uh, yeah, I think
1: matches that they put on. I thought something happened where he couldn't wrestle something with his heart or something. It's very possible. I just want to see some matches. But like said. now, do you think like this something like an, an event like old school Raw should have happened in at least the same city where Raw began? Uh, No. Because I mean, I, why not?
4: I think it should just be done wherever it is because it's not what it what it used to
1: be. So, it's very different. So, you wouldn't have wanted to see an old school episode of Monday Night Raw from Madison Square Garden or Barclays Center? Mm, I wouldn't mind,
4: but I, I thought you are talking more. No, uh, obviously, on the not like
1: Manhattan Center. No, 100% it could never be the Manhattan Center just due to the fact that it's a huge crowd now. Do you think that would be a cool aspect for the fact that they sell out
4: completely Manhattan Center? I think that they could rake in a lot of money for that. And I, then the uh, hold... I don't think they can. It, I mean, having Manhattan... Sent, what if it's... Uh,
1: then we're, what? Like, I don't think like they can make... a house show there. A house show they could do. They 100% can do a house show from Manhattan Center. They did uh, ECW One Night Stand from that same building, the Hammerstein Ballroom. Yeah. It's not an unpo- impossible thing to do. And especially with house show attendances... New York, people will hear that that it'll be in Manhattan Center and right away they're not gonna wait to get tickets. It's gonna be yeah. one of those things that you just you have to go to. The one
4: wrestler I hope I don't see is Sid. I don't yeah. want to see Sid. I don't wanna see Arn Anderson. Um I don't want to see Arn Anderson.
1: Who's that? Shockmaster. Oh, uh, why wouldn't he wanna see Arn Anderson? Uh, that's that's he was he was doing the Shockmaster voice the last time I think we saw Shockmaster or saw somebody portray Shockmaster nah. Santino I believe but
4: yeah all right I think that's good enough what do you say yeah that's that's good all right it's time for some shameless <laughs> it's time for some shameless returns Sheamus returns shameless plugs First gotta thank all of our followers that plugged us on Twitter, promoted us, advertised for us. Thank you at Davy Bridges, at Artis Leroy, at Nick Kropf, at Rob Kimblebrand, and at Montreal Broski. You all are awesome rock on. National Pro Wrestling Day is coming. It is a free event. February 1st at 1 p.m. in Easton, Pennsylvania. You're going to see Maria Kanellis, Mike Bennett, Drew Gulak, Green Ant, Eddie Kingston, and a ton of other superstars, wrestlers. Uh, more to be announced. You can go follow their updates at nationalprowrestlingday.com. And it's a free event worth checking out. Also, Brandon's favorite actress out there, Siri. Uh, you yeah, can go okay. follow Fuck her. Yeah. All right, McFoley's favorite actress, Siri at Siri Porn Star. Uh, she's actually in the runnies right now for an AVN award, uh, AVN award 2014 for best boobs. So, head over, you can type in vote for Siri, S I R I dot com, and go vote for her. You could also go to the AVN awards dot AVN dot com. And vote for Siri for Best Boobs. Um, It's actually going to be a full, pretty much a few days uh, event of the Adult Entertainment Expo Splash 2014 in Las Vegas at the Hard Rock Hotel uh, from January 15th to January 18th. So, yeah, support Siri. And if you don't know this, she's a huge Mick Foley mark. Um, Brandon, you got
1: any uh, whatever you do? Brandon, shoutouts, Robert De Niro, wanna fuck me? First shoutout goes to the Max feature on Netflix, it asks you questions and based on your answers that you give, it suggests something to watch and it's almost always something that I've never seen and I take the chance to watch it and I enjoy it, so uh, if you don't have Netflix, it's a damn good thing to have, it's awesome. Has it suggested uh, Star Wars to you yet? You know, I don't think Star Wars is actually one of the movies that are on uh, on Netflix, but it's funny you say that, because that's why I added specifically the the line that says, almost always correct, because uh, it it suggested I watch Transformers. Yeah. No thanks. Although I... (laughs) It suggested I watch that that show on the CW, The Carrie Diaries, which is the prequel to Sex in the City. Man, I'm hooked. Uh, I'm freaking hooked, man. Really? Yeah. That's funny. That, that chick is hot. Second anti shout out for the second week in a row will go to WWE Shop. Uh, they said they will. They're they're gonna send me out the the new Alberto Del Rio, another Alberto Del Rio autographed. Wrestlemania 29 plaque And what happened? They guaranteed me that it wouldn't have Any certificate of authenticity From SummerSlam 2011 And boy were they fucking right Because it's not The Del Rio plaque They sent me the Dolph Ziggler plaque From the night after Wrestlemania Even though the email says it's Del Rio But to me at this point WWE shops is just an absolute fucking joke I can't get a straight answer from them. I Marky like tweeted to Triple H and Stephanie McMahon got no response. Didn't really expect to get a response from them, but what are you gonna do? Now I have that those two plaques. And uh, last shout out. That sucks.
4: Like for being a mo- million dollar company to not be able to get your uh, your um, the correct plaque. Yeah. Or something. yeah. Your, pro- your product supplier correct. That's kind of shitty,
1: and even on the phone, the woman's like the woman was like, "Oh, it's not available anymore, and I'm like was not she a bitch to you? Well, I'm saying like I, she wasn't like a bitch or anything, but like the woman that no, I was, podcast call her out the woman that I was speaking to um told me that she spoke to her supervisor and she said, there's absolutely no way that there's a certificate of authenticity on the back of the del Rio plaques. I have it in my fucking house with the authenticity thing on it." From SummerSlam 2011. So that's a bullshit statement to begin with. So then she was able to transfer me to a supervisor. Which still by the way never got a, a, a phone call back. It's been a month. 24, 48, 96 or whatever. Still never got calls back. But I spoke to the supervisor. And she said that it, it shows on the website that the Del Rio plaque's not in stock anymore. And I said yeah I'm pretty sure that's because you guys realize that you fucked up. And took it off the site or something. And she goes, "Nah, it's just out of stock." So well, it's actually now it's back on in stock or whatever. But when I spoke to her and said that, she goes, "Let me see if I could do this." Puts me on hold. Comes back on the phone. Yeah, we have. So how are you going to have if it's not on st- in stock anymore? Am I right? And she goes, "Yes, we'll guarantee you." It doesn't come with a certificate of authenticity. And I said. She goes the, the the warehouse guarantees it. I guarantee it. I'm like per se. What happens if the plaque comes and it does have a certificate of authenticity on the back? She goes. I was like, is there a direct number that I can call? And she called. She told me, no. You're just gonna have to go through the whole steps again. Call WW shop. Request to speak to a supervisor. Blah blah. blah. So I'm just fucking done with that. I'm gonna accept the fact that I have the two plaques. I'm not calling them back again. I'm not dealing with that shit with the, oh, we'll give you 24 to 48 hours. We'll call you back. And then for me to call back, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know why that happened. We'll redo it. 24 to 48 hours. I'm just done with that bullshit. But
3: the last. Yeah, what?
1: what? I'll I'll still order from them. 100%, I'll still order from them. But it's just, that's something so pathetic. You should keep on calling them. Be persistent. But then what? Like, there's no, like, what are they going um, to do? You
4: should record the conversation with them.
1: And put it on here? Yeah. You used to do that with uh, when you prank called people. Yeah, but this wouldn't dude. Be, this would be me getting pissed off.
4: Yeah, that would be hilarious. <sighs> I think that you should record a conversation with you calling WWE in regards to this situation and oh, play it on the air. I'm done, dude. I'm done. That would be funny.
1: But the last shout-out goes to Triple H and Bruno San Martino. Uh, They appeared on the five-part episode, or on one of the five-part episodes of The Garden Transformed Year 3, obviously talking about what Madison Square Garden means to them. Uh, I probably say this every three months on the show, but if you've never seen an event, any event, concert, basketball, hockey, tennis, wrestling, a concert at Madison Square Garden, then you're missing out big time.
4: Uh, nobody wants to see a uh, Ranger game or Nick game at the current time, so stick to wrestling.
1: Nah, it's still something, people. It's cool to see. It's such a special venue to me. I will always adore it. I absolutely worship that place. I really do. And uh, that's it for my shout-outs. Nice. Very
4: uh, good shout-outs. I really do hope that you re- do record. I'm not I'm I'm really
1: not. I'm not I'm done with them. I'm done with WW Shop for that. Even even if not for the podcast for my own pleasure. Yeah, no, I'm done with that. You could fap to something else. Uh, You know what I'm not done with? Yeah, Our podcast. Oh, I thought you were gonna go right into our Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, D Generation X proudly brings to you right our marked out moment of the week i kind of mm-hmm. just marked out that those two things fit over each other
4: yeah you did uh could i take this one sure all right well uh one of the local delis actually i had a week they usually like every deli you have a weekly special and this week they're closing unfortunately and one of their last sandwiches on the menu is called the balls mahoney Ew, really? um, yeah, when I first saw this, I marked out. I was just like, is that about the pro wrestler? And then I remembered my memories of Balls Mahoney.
1: Does it come with green french fries on it?
4: Yeah, I was just like, yeah, maybe that's one thing I would never order in my entire life. So I marked out for a slight second just from seeing something pro wrestling related to food, I guess. What was but the sandwich? I don't even recall.
1: I don't even recall a uh. No that's clue. A, that's a weird that's a weird person to name a sandwich after. I don't even know if it was intentional. I yeah. mean I don't know what else What else is Balls Mahoney? Yeah, I really don't know. You know, did you did you watch that, that preview clip of the shoot interview or whatever that I sent a while ago with, with Balls? What? They had like a new shoot interview or something? No. And they watched the clip from Pro Wrestling Syndicate from March two thousand twelve of him throwing up. And he's like, "Oh no, it was just... uh," Oh, what did he say? He he changed it or something. Where he he ended up saying that it was something else when originally, like he told everyone that it was the bad food or that he ate or something. But now he changed it up again. It's like, come on, dude, you were fucking,
4: you're a liar. You're no, I swear, no, I swear, David, I'm not lying. I'm not lying." Give me money. Buy my
1: autograph, please. Who I was, need to buy some meth. Who was that, Blue Meanie? Yeah. <laughs> yes, but thank you for that Markout Moment of the Week. That was our show this week, the very first show. I keep saying it of 2013-14. Holy Jesus Maloney's. Jesus Maloney's is right.
4: Um, if, And talking about Jesus Maloney's, if you have any uh, Markout Moment of the Weeks that happened during your uh, week, uh, feel free to submit it. Maybe you'll hear it on the podcast. Maybe we'll uh, start doing some fans, sharing some fans on Mark Outman of the Weeks. I know we have done that in the past, so maybe we'll do some of those. So if something happens to you during your week, share it with us. If you're a musician, a comedian, a poet, are you in a band, do you want to get some music out there to uh, a larger audience? Get in touch with us. We are proud to play all of your stuff uh, as a musical interlude or whatever interlude between segments. Uh, You can email everything to us at markinout1 at gmail.com. You could continue the conversation at facebook.com slash markinout. You could also go follow us on Twitter for all the live tweeting, twitter.com slash markinout. You could go follow Brandon on Twitter at uh, bttg161. Follow Chris on Twitter that you heard from earlier in this podcast. Thank you once again, Chris and Rachel, for gracing this podcast today. Uh, go check him out at Chris Wingdog. Go check out his band, Carve Your Niche. Facebook.com slash uh, Carve Your Niche, um, I believe it was. You can go follow me or not follow me at Rave underscore M-O. And we wish you the best. best of luck in your future endeavors. Hey, have a nice weekend. Stay pleasant.